0: This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling.
1: Many, 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 Mickey, Mickey, Pishy! You are listening to the flagship
0: podcast with your host, Joe Lanza. Money. That's how you pronounce it. Rich, I want you to give me one. Money Is it money? Money. Money, money. Not even it's not money. money. It's not money. It's money. Money, money. <coughs> money, money. Money, money. Money, money. Money, money. We we have to pronounce things properly.
1: Oh, of we course. never yeah, on this show. Yeah, we're not going to fuck around on this show. Money,
0: money. Money, money. Money. It's money. Say it, Rich, Rich crates
1: I'm uh, Rockin' Rich. He's Jammin' Joe. We got a great show for you. Great yeah. job and chair shot here. Yeah. We're- we got, like, yeah. bells ringing and everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we are live on the Flagship Podcast. I am Rich. He is Joe. Joe, what's happening? How are you? doing good doing good maybe our longest uh, <laughs> actual intro ever we've had we've had our special intros our christmas special our 10th anniversary the longest uh we were like most of the way through the, the, uh, the smashing pumpkin song there until we got to uh to, to this intro but the people need to know that uh you last week the Monet, you got it you, you you we as i said in the intro we don't fuck around here we we make sure that we pronounce things properly on this show and and uh that was a master cut of all the times. I think I got all of them. I'm sure there was like 20 more that I missed of all the times of you saying Monet last week on the uh, on, on the podcast. So uh, welcome.
0: I don't know why this has been so controversial. <laughs>
1: I don't know why a man pronouncing
0: something properly uh, has gotten so much heat. If you don't like the way I pronounce it, then the, the issue obviously is you. I, I'm just pronouncing it the way that uh, Monet has intended for it to be pronounced. So, I mean, I don't understand why I'm getting heat for simply
1: pronouncing something correctly. Uh, are you getting well, I guess you're getting a li- there's not really heat. Most of the people love it. I think most of the there's- people love it. If you don't love it, you know what? Don't tell us, because that's just going to make it worse. Every time somebody tells me they hate it, I'm going to add two more minutes of Joe saying Monday to the intro to the point that I don't know. Every week it could get bigger. You know how you had the idea that you wanted the AW women's title to get uh, what percent bigger was it every single week? I wanted them to make the AEW Women's Title eight percent bigger each week
0: <laughs> until it's like a gaslight thing, and then eventually they're just they're, they you need like a forklift to bring the thing to the ring. Um, but no, they 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 obviously didn't follow through on that plan. No, not um, yet.
1: Not yet. At least they haven't. But yeah, um, yeah. So now every that time was the, that complains. was that was
0: that was that was the world's dumbest controversy that I'm referring to when. Um, but apparently, the AEW women's <laughs> title was too small or something, and they introduced a slightly 8% larger title, and like, on, you, had to, you had to only be a very specific kind of nerd to even notice that the title was any bigger and uh, people were making a very big deal out of that at the time so uh anyway that that's where that emanated
1: from well th- thankfully we've moved on and now with AEW discourse people don't make a big deal out of stupid stuff every single week for no reason whatsoever so that's good we've moved past that and yeah. we don't do that anymore and it's good we just we just watch the show and discuss the show earnestly and then yeah it's just whatever you know some stuff comes up not everything's great not everything's perfect but we get past you know getting hung up on the dumbest possible things ever and just beating those like a dead horse as as much as possible so uh but yes i'm gonna do that with the intro anytime somebody complains about it i'm gonna add eight percent more monies to the intro and to the point where the whole show might be that we talked about the all banter show one of these days there might just be an all intro show one of these days so um yeah be you careful might. yeah sit through all the monies and see <laughs> if a show eventually comes shows up or if it's just three hours of money yeah could be That'd be an yeah. easy show. I, I'd love that. Would we, I would still sit down, though, wouldn't you? E- if I told you, Joe, the intro is two hours and 50 minutes long, would you sit and stay the whole time, or would you would you bounce?
0: That's psychotic. Why would I sit there and <laughs> wait two I, hours I and 50 know. minutes? I don't know. Nah. I, Watch the uh, note no. of chat
1: room, see, the, see, see what people have to say about it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Would they sit through it? They would. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, some would. Some definitely would.
0: See, that's not waiting. a bad
1: idea that's not because you're like all right i'm already 37 minutes into this it can't keep going on right <laughs> like it, right it must stop at some point point. and then you're kind of because there's a lot of people it's this the sunk cost theory that a lot of people have like there's the idea that if you go to a movie and the, and you know the movie sucks and you can tell the movie sucks just get up and leave like you're that you've you've spent the whatever i don't know how much are movie tickets these, i haven't gone to a movie in forever how much are movie tickets these days joe
0: once I said a movie, yeah, I was
1: gonna say <laughs> and they're not bad where I live. I mean, you you could still get in a movie for like eight bucks. Oh, wow. I See, live. I was gonna but, say eight or nine dollars, and I feel like if I said that, people would be like, that's not gonna no, no, no. cost anymore. And so yeah, I didn't want to get in, in trouble. Where you live in Chicago, you're not getting
0: in a movie for eight dollars. Well,
1: no, hell that's no. Bad. And every movie theater yeah. now is like a recliner with a full bar and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So it is getting ridiculous, yeah. Okay, Matthew Allen in the of Chatman said sixteen dollars. Let's go with that. So you pay your sixteen dollars or whatever. Um just leave, you know, you've already paid that. You're not getting that money back unless I get, you could try. I suppose if you're one of those people that wants to go to the box office and say like, that movie was terrible. I want my $16 back. Like, I don't know. They'll probably do it, but you've already lost that money. You you know, you're not going to get that money back. Just get up and just leave. But there's this sunk cost thing. And I think a lot of people would probably do that with the, the, our, our money show where they would sit there and it'd be 77 minutes in. And they're like, I mean, I've already wasted 77 minutes of my night. like, they might stop when it stops. It's going to be hilarious. So I got to stick with it. And I think you just stick with it. 90 minutes. Now you're really pushing it. Two and a half hours is now that's absurd. At two and a half hours, you got to leave, right? You are completely psychotic. If you're still in at two and a half hours, there's only one movie I walked out of. Meet Joe black. (laughs) Meet Joe black. All right. That's the one. That's the one you drew the line at. I walked out of meet Joe black. Did you go and get, did you ask for a refund or you just said, i'm good
0: no 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 of course not i just i just got it and left
1: it was too long it was bad um I what was the premise of meet joe black i'm not sure if i even remember it
0: brad pitt and um anthony hopkins i think was in it and he dies in the
1: beginning of the movie and then i i don't I don't know i, <laughs> rich, I didn't, walked out i walked out so how um, early how early did you say ah and do the Jerry Seinfeld, you know, put your hands in the air and go, I'm out. Like, how long did it take you to get that? Maybe about 90 minutes. 90
0: minutes. Okay. All right. So I think it's like a two and a half hour movie or something. Um, you just realized
1: there's I, no point. I, we're yeah, we're, I we're, like, we're I spinning our wheels this. here. We're spinning our wheels. We got we don't need this.
0: Yeah, I hate this. I don't care how it ends. There's probably a Reds game coming on. So I, I just left. Um, I was on a date and my date wanted to leave. The Sex in the City movie, but I got her to write it out, and we stayed the rest of the way. So that was an that was almost wow. A interesting.
1: Out, so right? she wanted to leave.
0: Yeah, and I was like, look, I I don't like to leave early. I've only left early once for Meet Joe Black.
1: I really want. <laughs> and, and Sex in the City, the movie, is is nowhere near as bad as as Meet Joe Black, right?
0: There's no. Way. I didn't think it. Was, I, didn't I think, think it's it was a good terrible. movie. That's not
1: a bad movie, right?
0: Honestly, I didn't think it was terrible. You know, I a mean, it wasn't good at
1: times. It wasn't good. I'm not like sitting down with a bowl of popcorn and say, but I've seen it. And I was like, eh, yeah, that was fine. Of all the movies, you've seen nothing. I've seen, nothing. seen sex I've in the city sex movie. In movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a weird. I'm a weird cat. I don't know what to tell you. That That is weird. I One thing I will
0: not do ever is leave a sporting event early. Never that. I stay until the final whistle buzzer out whatever the, the, the event is, now does, does I, that
1: apply to all like if you went to a minor league baseball game would you do the same or does that only apply to major league stuff reds games mlb nba nfl that sort of stuff like if you went to a, a independent baseball game would you also adhere to that if i buy a ticket to a sporting event i'm staying for the whole game
0: i i, I don't understand this thing where people leave early i don't i don't, I don't get that um so I don't really go to minor league sports, but if I did, I would, I, I I think I'd stay for the whole
1: game. I'm usually a have to stay guy, but I have, I have relented a little bit in terms of minor league games and stuff. Cause it's like, I honestly, I don't really care that much. Cause you and don't care who wins. Yeah. it's yeah, not, yeah. I was just there to kind of have fun, drink, eat, do whatever. So yeah, if you know, the team's down seven with an inning to go, I'm, you know, who cares? It's, it's fine. But I will, I, I am with you. I will never leave a professional game early. And I, there was one time where I did and as we were walking to the car, you know, when the White Sox hit a home run, they'll they'll let off fireworks or whatever. We're walking to the car and boom, you know, they're down like three and they're down to it. it, it where it's beginning of the ninth inning. And it's like, yeah, they're like, ah, let's go. And I'm like, hey, I don't know, guys. It's, I don't like it. We're only down three. That's not that's not a lot. That's not insurmountable. You can you can make up three runs in, in, in an inning very easily in the bottom of the ninth. I don't want to miss that. I don't want to miss it. And I, the people I was with were adamant that we had to leave. We had to go. Let's just go now. Let's go now. Um, we're walking to the car, and the fireworks are going off, and I'm just livid. And this is yeah. pre-cell phone. So I'm like, I don't know what just happened. We're already leaving. Let's get in this damn car and figure out what happened. Thankfully, they didn't actually come back and win, but they got real close. They had like base, like a guy hit a home run. Then they got the bases loaded. The tying run was on third or something like that. And I'm like, you are so lucky. You're so because I would have Then I would have been if that happened to me. I would have never left anything. I wouldn't leave a minor league game early if, if that happened to me. I'd just be like, no, forget it. We are never, ever, ever leaving anything early because I just missed this incredible comeback, this great comfort Ryan win, the, the stadium's rocking, everyone's going nuts, and I'm sitting in this car so we could, you know, save 20 minutes on traffic or whatever. It's ridiculous.
0: That's what I don't understand. Where where did they have to be so bad? No, I don't know. At they just were like, oh, we better leave now before
1: traffic. And I'm like, who cares? Who cares? <laughs> we're here. Like, this is our night. We chose this to be the night, the activity that we're doing tonight. Like, who cares? Like, What's another 10 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever? And, and you're going to trade I mean, that in like, for a, a massive comeback, like a, a bases clearing double that the team wins and everybody goes nuts and celebrates. Like that's that's a once-in-a-lifetime moment. You don't want to miss that.
0: That's the thing. You, you made a good point. That's what you guys chose to do with your night. What's the point of leaving it early? Is it that important not to sit in a line of traffic for an extra 10 or 15 minutes? I, I never understand that mindset. This is the thing you're doing. So just do the fucking thing. You know, I I, I don't get it. I, I never got it.
1: I did. You know? uh, I, and I think you knew about this, too. I did start making a habit of when I went to uh, AAW shows that uh, Sammy Callahan was main eventing. Uh, I did start beating some traffic a few of those times, and and I think Yeah, I have now I, I think have Dr. left Keith, wrestling
0: shit. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: I was gonna say I think Dr. Keith pulled a fast one on me. Uh, they did a uh, a title change at one of those where Pentagon uh, defeated Sammy Callan. So I get to my car, I'm already like, dude, I am already like home. I the, the main event is still going on. I'm home. I get a text from one dr keith with just a smile emoji and then it's pentagon holding up the title and i'm like you motherfucker <laughs> that's i'm still i'm still i'm adamant that that title change was in to spite me entirely
0: I, I i have left wrestling events when i know i don't care about the main event that i have done um and i know i'm not gonna like the main event i have to admit that i have done that and i will do that again probably maybe not because i don't i don't go anywhere anymore but um <laughs> Going places is just such a hassle. I mean, you got to get, you got to like get dressed. You got to look presentable. You got to go to wherever it is you're going. You know, you got to be around people. And then, and then you got to, then you got to like go home. It's just
1: such a, it's such a hassle. (laughs) you got to go, if you go somewhere, then you
0: have to go home. It's true. Yeah. Right. Then you got to make your way back home. You know, (laughs) it's like, it's just so involved. I just think about it and I'm exhausted. You know, I just, I I don't have any interest, you know, it's being around the people really is the worst part, but um, I don't don't know. It's uh, especially the idea of having to go somewhere where like I I have to do some serious traveling. I think those days are over. Like I, you know, I don't think I'm going to be flying to like LA for a WrestleMania weekend or anything like that. I just,
1: I, that's just too much. Have you seen WrestleMania weekend so far? I don't think, uh, well, WrestleMania I also weekend. I will not be itself, you on a plane yeah. uh, to Los yeah. Angeles. While, while I enjoy leaving and traveling and doing things, I uh, will also not be joining you in Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend. So,
0: yeah, I got a, I got a, I got a friend who told me he got, a, he got, he's a Dolphins fan. He got offered two free tickets to the Dolphin Bills playoff game this weekend, and he's like, I'm like, I'm I turned him down, and the guy thought I was nuts. I'm like, I totally understand. What a, either have to fly or drive like eight hours. That's already a deterrent. Uh, they're probably going to get blown out. They have no quarterback. They're, they're the Bills are fired up with this guy who almost died. Forget it. Like it's going to be a nightmare. I wouldn't go either. You know, I, I had someone offered me Super Bowl tickets to one of the Rams Super Bowls one year, and I turned them down. I just I, I, I thought about it, and then I'm like, I got to fly. Then I got to fly home. I got to figure out a hotel. Then I got to sit in the stadium. I'm not. I, I'd rather sit on my fucking
1: couch. Well, fo- uh, I this- will say I will say football is the absolute. I've been to one Bears game my entire life. I will never go to another live football game ever again. Uh, the worst in-person sport far and away. I will, I will accept tickets to everything. I will accept tickets. I don't even care about hockey. If somebody called me tomorrow and said, hey, I have tickets to the Blackhawks. You want to go? Sure. Let's do it. You have tickets to the, the Chicago Wolves is our minor league hockey team. I'm in. I'm down. Uh, hell, you want to go any basketball game? You want to go to the 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 minor league affiliates of the uh, the the G League affiliate of the Chicago Bulls, the Windy City Bulls? Absolutely, I'm down. Let's do it. I have turned down so many Bears tickets to the point where people don't even ask me anymore. People don't ask me if I want to buy Bears tickets, and people don't even give me free don't even offer me free tickets anymore because I've so often said no. Are you kidding? Why would I go and sit in the cold <laughs> with sixty thousand other people? I could just sit on my couch. A, I don't really care about football that much anyway, but like even then, like it's not, there's no enjoyment for being there live. Zero enjoyment being there live in a football game. Uh, Football is a terrible live experience. And
0: especially since this was a, like maybe, maybe if it was a non Rams Super Bowl and I didn't really give a shit who won and I didn't really give a shit about being able to pay attention properly, I would go just to say I was, that I went to a Super Bowl. But a Rams Super Bowl, there's no you chance I to go live. Yeah, you want to watch? I want to watch the game. It's and not pay fun attention. to watch it live. Yeah, yeah. Know what's happening and understand what's happening, and I I can much better enjoy that experience from my couch. I, it would ruin it would ruin the experience to go to a Rams Super Bowl live. And I know a lot of people probably think that's nuts, but um, now I would now like you said, any other sport, other sports are great live, but. Football is terrible live experience. Terrible. No such thing as a good seat. It's just it's awful. You don't know what's going on. It's terrible. Um, wow, what a brutal way. Of, <laughs> yeah, what, grumpy way to start to, the
1: show. Listen to these old assholes that don't. Yeah. For the record, I leave the house. Joe, Joe thinks doing stuff stinks. I think doing stuff is kind of cool, but... Uh... Yeah, this, uh, we are, we are two well, what, we're we're some too miserable bastards. We're so miserable. First off, here's an intro trolling the three people that don't like this bit that we did. If you ever tell yeah. us you don't like this bit, we're gonna make it longer to torture you. Uh, our our listeners are dumb and they're gonna listen for two hours while we just play you saying money over and over and over again. Doing stuff stinks. And the NFL, nobody. You, the worst way to consume the NFL is by going to a game. And and Joe thinks going to Super Bowls are stupid. There you go. That's our show.
0: Look, look, I'll I'll go to stuff. I'm I'm low key though. Like I, I I'm a dinner and a movie guy. Nice dinner, maybe go to a movie. Good show, but, but Good like show back in the day, but like on a Wednesday night, I don't want to do that. Like on a Saturday night where the restaurant's packed, you have to sit next to some smelly stranger in the movie theater. Um, you know th- that I don't want to deal with. I I I rather go out on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night when no one else is out. And and you know, nice low key dinner and a movie. You know, you come home, balls feel right. Maybe you bang. Like that's a nice night to me. I, I like I, the crowds. Um, I will not do a wait to sit in a restaurant. I mean, that's utterly ridiculous. I, I can't do that. Um, you know, these people who will sit outside of a restaurant for an hour and a half to get a to get a table at at some you know, fucking mid-level Mexican restaurant or something. So you can order fucking a couple of burritos and a plate of nachos. What are we doing here? What are we doing here with the 90 minute wait? You can't do it. Anything longer than 15 minutes, Rich, I'm out.
1: I'm, I'm out. With you, I'm with you on that. Yeah. The, the nurse does not agree. But I I, I, I think the, the idea of waiting for food is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> so I'm like, there's especially where we live. I'm like, there's thousands of other places for us to go. Why?
0: It's not going to be the meal of a century believe me (laughs) right you know no shot so you know go somewhere make a reservation somewhere decent then you don't have to wait you know you're gonna sit outside in applebee's for for 50 minutes (laughs) (laughs) but what are we doing you know i don't understand just Uh, end this show now i'm in a bad mood (laughs) terrible mood now (laughs)
1: Thinking about doing things, <laughs> about doing things and waiting for your uh, what, what's uh, what's the Applebee's like, what's their I forget what their gimmick is <laughs> eating good in the neighborhood, <laughs> right? Oh, they're the, like, we're the yeah. neighborhood grilling bar, like, right? But they have like, the, yeah, okay. uh, are you? <laughs> that's... They've got
0: like the football jerseys of the local high school team. Like, oh, yeah, yes, they, yes, uh,
1: yes. Go team, <laughs> go local <yeah>. team, yes. <laughs> go
0: local team. Yeah, <laughs> they, like any like. East side high schools over here in this corner. Then it's North over in this corner, <laughs> right. you know, well, they don't want to leave any out, you know, cause they don't oh, want to offend no, no. anybody. So then it's the Catholic school, like St. Peter's over there. Yeah. You know, I got, I got St. Francis school.
1: near me. So I got, I, got, a, I, got a, I haven't been to the, my local Applebee's, but yeah, I got St. Francis near me. So they, they'd probably get a.
0: Yeah. Every, every corner of the Applebee's has the, has the local high school team. <laughs> football jersey and it's always the football jersey from like 2004 (laughs) it's horribly out of date with the old design or something you know it's
1: uh, It's like those old mesh jerseys that they used to wear they don't even wear like that style of jersey doesn't even uh, exist anymore
0: probably with some problematic logo that they changed eight years ago
1: (laughs) when they used to be the indians and now there's something yeah
0: the east side tomahawks and now they're just you know the east side yeah, Battle it's Cats, Tomcats, yeah, it's, they're the
1: Tomcats yeah. now or something, yeah,
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> you know. But the Applebee still has the old uh, canceled logo up <laughs> on the wall, the fucking Indian head, you know. Yeah, that's that's what it. That's what you get at Applebee's. That's what every Applebee's in America is like. Huh,
1: good, good for them. Haven't been in Applebee's in a while. All right, uh, let's at some point talk about uh, professional wrestling because Joe, uh, there is some stuff uh, happening, and we are going to talk about all of it. Uh, new Japan, tons of stuff going on in New Japan. Uh, cards for all of their new beginning shows. I believe there's four of them in total. Uh, we also have a full card for the New Japan versus Pro Wrestling Noah technically wrestle kingdom 2 but I'm not going to dignify it by calling it wrestle kingdom night 2. Uh, I'm going to call it New Japan versus Noah uh, until it happens but we'll talk about that. Uh we'll also touch on uh maybe briefly uh Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill coming up this weekend some some somewhat intriguing matchups or at least some matchups that are 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 worth discussing briefly. Uh, at Hard to Kill. That's coming up uh, this weekend. as I said, we'll get to that if we uh, have time. Uh one yes, it is the new year, and that means it zero one 0-1 time, so we are going to talk about and review 0-1's Happy New Year show uh, from January 1st, 2023. Uh, we're also going to discuss the FSM-50, which uh, unfortunately, uh, well, I guess fortunately, uh, we no longer have to pretend that we were not a part of the secret panel. Yes, to take the mask off, that RK that you were always reading about in the FSM-50, that was me. I admit it. JL, that was Joe. The CL guy that loves all the uh, Dragon Gate guys? Still don't know who that is, though. Haven't haven't been able to piece that together just yet. But uh, yes, we did the FSM 50. We'll talk about the voting process this year, uh, as well as our thoughts on the final list. Uh, ROH's Supercard of Honor, an announcement made about that. Uh, Ring of Honor returning to WrestleMania weekend uh, with Supercard of Honor. We'll talk about that. Uh, then we'll dive into AEW, a little bit of what happened this week, a, a very noteworthy uh, episode of uh, Dynamite. You reviewed it, obviously, uh, with the Thursday Dynamite review over at uh, FlagshipPatreon.com. But still worth uh, discussing some of the other stuff. I want to touch on the Elite uh, Triangle Match 7. Uh, obviously, Monet uh, not being there. Uh, we do have to talk about that. Hold Our on. Ma- who? Monet, 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 Monet. Okay, that's better. Thank you. Sorry. I apologize. It's the, it's the the little tilde gets me every time I want to say Uh Anyway, but uh, before we do all that, before we do all that, uh, we do have to uh, kind of do a follow-up to our breaking news audio that we did on Tuesday night. Uh, again, flagshippatreon.com if you want to go and listen to that. We did breaking news audio Tuesday night discussing the very heavy rumors and reports that WWE was being sold to the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, their, their, their public investment fund. Uh, Most of the tweets about that, though, have uh, either been deleted or the people have kind of walked back the idea of the deal being, quote unquote, done. Uh, We have some other new reports as well that we're going to dive into. But, Joe, uh, first off, let's let's discuss that. Uh, We did the breaking news audio on Tuesday because it seemed real hot and real heavy. And there was a few actual official reports or or people strongly implying reports that WWE was going to be sold to Saudi Arabia and go private. Uh, a few of those have been deleted, as I said. Other people have kind of walked it back. Uh, what'd you make of what we saw in the days that followed Tuesday, where it seemed like people were ready to jump on it, and now everything's kind of taken a step back in a bit? And we'll, and we'll discuss some of the other stuff. And and now the time's sort of been able to kind of cool off. Like here's some other reports that have come out from some different you know uh, publications discussing it. But but what'd you make of people sort of walking back the Saudi Arabia thing after Tuesday?
0: Well, I mean. As we alluded to on our audio, um you know, once the sort of um exuberance and the excitement of the of of the moment started to wear off, we started to notice a trend of who was sort of hinting around at this thing and the people who were staying out of it and not tweeting or saying anything at all. And I thought we gave a really good timeline on on the audio that we did of of the facts and the things that uh, factually occurred and then um you know the left the, the rest at that point was left up in the air um but it does appear that just some uh less responsible members of of the wrestling media got carried away and started spitting out unsubstantiated rumors and now here we are today some articles from some much more reliable places, non-wrestling places, uh, have emerged. It looks as though this uh, rain group are being used to facilitate uh, some type of – just facilitate the negotiations if there is some type of transaction. Um, Along with Kirkland and Ellis is uh, working as a legal advisor – and a third company too, which I can't August LLC. August LLC. Go. Yeah, yeah. So, and this Rain Group is known for closing deals, and I know that um, they have already. I think uh, David Bix and Span had a tweet that uh, they've already disclosed WWE that they've been working with this Rain Group on on some other things involving the Saudis. Interestingly enough.
1: Yeah, um, it looks like yeah. David Bixon's fan was, was, was at, at uh, David Bix uh, on Twitter. Uh, he did mention that back when they were originally doing the first Saudi Arabia show, the Greatest Royal Rumble or whatever, that WWE and the Ring Group, or the Ring Group, were a part of that discussion. They were I, I forget exactly, I guess just the representatives or whatever are you know recorded in the public filings as having been a part of that discussion between WWE uh, and uh, uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia or whatever. So this is a company that a has. You know ties already with WWE or has has done stuff with WWE before. Uh, it does appear that they've been working with Vince McMahon before, uh, and have ties to WWE's relationship with Saudi Arabia as well. So that that puts another um 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 thing in there. But uh, Rain does also I believe they've they've done some stuff with uh, Endeavor as well, which is another company that's been uh, bandied about as a potential buyer. Endeavor they own UFC right now uh, as well. So obviously they're already in you know the combat sports field. So uh, Rain does have so it's not like. Because the because they've rain is a part of this that now definitely one hundred percent it's going to the Saudi you know, like it, I don't know that we're there because they do also have stuff with Endeavor but what this means is like these guys are like you said they're closers they're they're here they're they're hired for a very 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 specific reason and that's to close this deal yeah to whoever, and to whomever it may be and the statement released today by WWE
0: and Vin, the the Vince McMahon quote once again he used that phrase of uh, strategic alternatives which. This man can never just speak in in the clear English that everybody else uses. That's the phrase. That's obviously the internal company phraseology they're using for seeking a sale, seeking a buyer. Uh, we've heard Stephanie McMahon use that phrase. Vince keeps using it over and over. The strategic alternatives. So um, that that's code for uh, we're looking to sell and 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 we're, we're we're offering this thing up. And that doesn't mean the Saudis can't come in and be the winners there. But I think that it's pretty clear now that. Um, you know some irresponsible people just put some stuff out there that that wasn't even close to being uh, verified or or um, or official yet at that point. and it right. all it all and it all smelled anyway at the time. It would have been way too fast for something like that to come together to begin with with Vince only taking over officially a few hours earlier and and now we have other outlets that have uh, have you know Hollywood reporter that night talked about four different potential buyers. And now we've had some other outlets today announce that there's been uh, announced who some of the other potential bidders could be, including the Khan family. So uh, very clearly, there's no deal in place, as had been reported by a few people, um, you know, that, that 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 this is any sort of done deal or just waiting on an announcement or anything like that, because this announcement from WWE today would, you know, indicates that 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 isn't the case.
1: Right. And, and, and I, I have seen like and it's very possible that some of these people might be right. You know, they, that it might be the case that the Saudi, the, the, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and the, and, the, and the PIF or whatever, they're the ones that actually do make the sale. But like it, it's just it, what we saw on Tuesday was a lot of not great reporting. You know what I mean? Like that, that's that's essentially even if you are ultimately right, the way that you go about it is not great. Yeah, But you're you going to
0: you're going to be you're going to be right by accident because there was no deal on Tuesday night. Right. Exactly. Okay, if, if the Saudis eventually, you know, have the best bid and they end up buying it, I, I'm sorry, I'm not throwing roses at Mulhausen and, and Cassidy, they, 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 and Cassidy Haynes because they were wrong. You know, they may ultimately come out. The, the Saudis may ultimately come out the winners here, but just because that doesn't they might be
1: that, right doesn't mean they were right on Tuesday night. Correct. That's what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and, so, and that's what I do need a little because because this is why we get in this position where people trip over each other to be the first so they could say ha ha see i yeah, said yeah. and but if they were wrong like as a flagship tradition if you're wrong you just kind of step back and go wait, "Wait, wait, wait." but like in this case this is something this is a big deal that's going on it's <laughs> a massive massive story uh, a big time deal so just rushing to make sure you got the first reporter you got the first thing out there it's just yeah it it, it it's sloppy and, and we saw from mulehausen that he deleted the tweets we talked about as we were doing the show he like not only he retweeted it and then he pinned it. So we were like, oh, man, this guy's pretty confident about this. Uh, then you wake up and it's been deleted and it's like, oh, all right. So he got, either got something to zone, either said it or he got bad info or he got spooked or whatever it, what it might be. Uh, Cassidy Haynes has, has stuck with it and saying, hey, I'm I, I'm still saying it. I'm still going to be right. But ultimately, like we said, like even if you might be right in the end, the way it went about on Tuesday was not the proper way. And now we're seeing legit. Axiom and Barons dot com and Hollywood Reporter and 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 these other people coming in now and doing what you should actually do and just say that yes, of course the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia is going to try to get involved, but also these other companies are involved as well. It's still an open bid. It's still an open process. It's still happening. It's happening, but we don't know exactly what it is yet. And to, to assume that any one of those people is definitely going to buy it right now would just be It'd be it'd be stupid to do that. So don't you know, don't worry. And I think it was even discussed on CNBC where somebody was like, oh, they're you know, <laughs> uh, there's reports out that they've been sold. And this guy was like, they have not been. Sold. They haven't like that. I'm just telling you they haven't. He's trying to tell people that own this stock or whatever. They're trying to buy the stock. They haven't been bought yet. So don't 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 listen to anything that yet they're going. They're up for sale. There's bids that are going to be out there soon, but there nothing is anywhere near close to being Settled in stone yet? Even if, even if there is favoritism, even if Vince might favor the Saudis, like that's just not how it works. It it, it needs a little bit more than just him deciding. Yeah, that's who I want to sell to. There's a process here that's going to have to, you know, that we're going to see play out over the next weeks and 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 possibly months or whatever. So yeah, just what happened on Tuesday was just people going crazy and and, and going nuts. But yeah, we 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 now have it's calmed down a little bit. Now the again the adults are are in the room now and things are, are 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 chilling out a little bit.
0: I mean, WWE corporate wouldn't have put out that press release today saying that they've retained these three groups to help facilitate a potential deal if they already had a deal. That's all there is to it. So there's no deal with the Saudis. There was no deal with the Saudis on Tuesday, and there isn't one now. There just isn't. So, um, you know, Rich, we can pick one of these potential buyers and just put our name on it and cross our fingers and then say we were right in three months. Well, it, it, that doesn't mean anything. So, um, you know, I it, it's, we don't really necessarily know where it came from. I would guess somebody in the company who, who knew that um, the Saudis were potential buyers here. And then Sean Ross sap said that that got into some wrestling media group chat and, um, and people just, collectively ran wild with it, you know, with the vague tweeting and, um, you know, but it must've been outside of just that circle too, because Brian Alvarez, you know, did a vague tweet saying that big things were about to go down and then never followed up on it. And I'm fairly confident that he's not running in the same circles and the same group chats as, uh, as Sean Ross Sapp and Cassidy Haynes and John Alba and people like that. Um, so obviously this rumor was circulating, um, you know, outside of, of just one circle.
1: Uh, but either way, it yeah, was like bullshit. We said, you know, we, we heard from people that, that, you know, like we said, third hand, uh, we, t- it we circulated said circulated to the locker room. Yeah. Right. They're like third hand from somebody in the locker room saying that, Hey, yeah, this thing's imminent. This thing's done deal or whatever. But you always wonder, you know, how did how how did that conversation start? Is it a game of telephone yeah. and hey, they're looking yeah. to sell to the Saudi's turns into they sold to the Saudis? Like, oh my God. Like and that that's that's how things happen. That's how rumors happen. But that's why in 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 honest reporting and good reporting you go okay that okay let, let's let's talk to a few more people let's discuss this let's let's instead of just going with your first instinct of hey this person told me they sold to the saudis okay let's go with it like that's just you, you gotta it's just not how it works and, and we saw on tuesday that that's not how it works <laughs> And it, it as mud uh you know doing that sort of stuff it, it's just it, it's not the way that things should work and now what we're seeing happen over the last couple of days, this is how things should work: getting quotes, waiting for the official releases, discussing it with actual people. You know that that's what we're seeing now is 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 what should have happened on Tuesday and and, and should be happening uh, throughout, as opposed to everybody just going nuts and 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 doing a fire drill.
0: I would say one lesson that maybe people can learn from this, and this is unsolicited advice, and maybe nobody will care or take it, but if you do have an audience of any of any type of any size. You know, you're you're, the things you say do carry more power than you think they do. And, you know, I can recall many years ago, I tweeted something from just my stupid personal account, not even the voice of wrestling account, where I said a major wrestling news story is going to break. And that carried to Reddit and then it carried all through wrestling Twitter And it carried so far that I got a call from Dave Meltzer asking me what was up and what I knew. And I had to explain to both Dave and and then publicly that was like, hey, look, I tweeted this on my personal account because on my personal account with 300 followers, because it was something for my personal followers, people that know me personally It wasn't a major wrestling news story that was going to shake the core of the industry. It was something uh, smaller time that only my followers and friends would have considered major. And and at the time, I thought if I tweeted it from my personal account, it would only reach those people. Being ignorant to, you know, one retweet leads to another retweet, leads to a Reddit thread, and then it blows up. And if I really had some monster pro wrestling scoop, I would have tweeted it from the voices of wrestling account that had 15,000 followers, not my personal, you know what I mean? Why would I, you know, so that was my logic, but the lesson I learned with that debacle was if you have any sort of following, because then people said, well, this is Joe Lanza from the flagship podcast, right, voice right. wrestling and from the flagship podcast. So this must be a big thing. And at the end of the day, I, I fucked up because I didn't understand the power that that tweet was going to carry. Even though at the time I thought because it was coming from my personal account, nobody would see it, which was incredibly stupid to think. And that people would understand that if I truly had a big scoop, I'd be plugging it on my much more visible account. Be making some money, (laughs) taking some money out of it, and making some money off of it. Right. So I kind of set the wrestling world tilted on its axis. a couple of days there because people thought I had some monster scoop when really it was a local Texas based scoop. And that tweet was really only meant for, you know, my friends locally on the local scene. Um, So the lesson here is. If you are someone that has a lot, even if you don't have a lot of Twitter followers necessarily, but even if you're just someone who has a name in the space and someone who's attached to a major website or really anyone with any kind of following, if you're tweeting out eyeball emojis, if you're tweeting out, oh my God, big things could be coming. If you're doing this kind of vague tweeting, which really serves no purpose other than to tell people I know something you don't know, or when this big story comes out, now you know that I was in on it, which at the end of the day means nothing. You have to understand the power that that carries and I think Tuesday night was a good example of what that can do. This reached all the way to, like you said, major cable news networks because right, CNBC one,
1: was reacting to people on Twitter discussing this.
0: Yeah, because of one group chat somewhere with a bunch of irresponsible people connected loosely or connected to the wrestling media. And, and they decided that they got caught up in the excitement of doing some high school shit and passing along a rumor, and you know, it's a uh, it could have had long ranging effects. I mean, this is a publicly traded company. This is a major news story, and as I said at the time on our paywalled audio, it probably made a lot of people money, man. That stock shot the fuck up after Rich, all that was going on. Rich, it made us money. <laughs> yes, it because did because we then did. have then we have we're doing breaking news audio. And not reporting anything, not being irresponsible, but it it whipped everybody into a frenzy. And, you know, people were curious what we had to say about it, you know, and it's uh, I think that was the most people we
1: ever had on a live. Well, I think it uh, is the most
0: people we ever had on a live audio. Correct.
1: I think so. Right. I'm trying to think of all out that all out 2021 may have been a few more. I think this one was higher. I think it was as well. Also, it was 11 p.m. Central, so midnight yes, Eastern, on a, on a Tuesday. <laughs> and it was like 190 people, 100, 200 people coming in and out of that thing live, uh, uh, listening. Our, the NoDome chat was going nuts. Like, it it whipped everybody into a frenzy. And, and yeah, it, it's uh.
0: – Yeah, and I mean, and it wasn't – and we didn't do – it, we didn't tweet anything. It wasn't our fault. We just – we knew that our customer base would wanted us to address it and you know it's it, it's as i said on that audio which is being widely praised by the way um you could listen to it on the 10 dollar tier as i said on that audio if you noticed the adults in the room were saying nothing and this was and that was me saying that in real time live audio tuesday night the adults in the room were saying nothing and i ran down the whole list of who they were your Mike Johnson's, your Wade Kellers, your Dave Meltzer's, your Brandon Thurston's, your David Bixon's spans the people who John understand Pollock. that there's John Pollock, the people that understand that there's a responsibility here to, uh, you know, you didn't see any of those people tweeting out emojis or uh, this is, oh my God, I can't believe if this is you know, none of that. Okay. And that's what raised my antenna and made me suspicious that this story was going to have any legs. And it turned out not to. So, um, You know, I I just hopefully there's some lessons taken from this. Um, Now, every outlet's different. Not every outlet wants to be, um, you know, name your, uh, you know, name your uh, news outlet, trusted news outlet uh, of choice. You know, Uh, I would say the New York Times just for the sake of the reference, but then politically people will get mad
1: at you so, Right. You I was understand. gonna say the Washington Post and people say, yikes, right. <laughs> Bezos so, owns that or some so insert right. whatever. The Chicago Defender, whatever. Go with some out paper that's no longer this, around. So. And
0: people wonder why I use dated references,
1: you know, <laughs> <Right>. because <laughs> it's
0: safer. So I can say not everybody wants to be Walter Cronkite. Okay. I understand that. And and we all have our own ways of doing things. But um and if that's the case though, maybe sometimes you should sit these stories out. You know? And uh stick with what it is you do and i'm and i'm not taking a shot at anyone specific i'm really not i just think that it was kind of embarrassing the entire debacle of it was uh, was pretty embarrassing and and maybe people will learn some things the way i did back in 2016 or 17 or whatever it was when that really sunk in with me it was like oh okay now i understand if I say something on my Twitter feed, if I say something on this show, if I say something on The Voice of the Wrestler, if I say something anywhere, it's going to carry weight, even if I don't think it should carry weight. That's too bad. It doesn't matter what I right. think. Right. It or doesn't what,
1: matter how you interpreted it or what you think about it or what you thought or who you thought your audience was. That's not what this medium is anymore.
0: Right. It's just it's going to carry weight because. People are going to say that guy has some credibility because he's been doing this for 11 years and he's broken some stories or he does a, whatever the case may be. And then it just spreads like wildfire. So the point I have Dave Meltzer asking me, I think what he asked me, it was like, Oh, you heard that Cena's coming back too? And I was like, No, Dave, but thanks to the <laughs> Yeah, I was like, Of course. Yeah, that's <laughs> and, it. Of course. And I was like, And then I told him what my stupid little story was and how. It just got extrapolated being
1: Texas indie story or something. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you what it was. I mean, it was was Brandon it Russell Stroud? It, no, it was oh. Brandon Stroud looking through the female talent's phone. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, yes, yes. It was. I got I got tipped Which off to your brand.
1: little audience would be massive because your little audience at that time on your on your personal account were all mostly Texas. Indie people. That. Yeah, clued into yeah, that. That would that would say, whoa, hold on. That's
0: huge. Yeah, and I got tipped off to that early and not by Justin Bissonette. Don't rope him into this. It wasn't even him. I got tipped off to that very early on before anybody knew anything about it and I knew it was coming. And I knew the shit was going to hit the fan. And actually, you know what? It did actually turn out to be a pretty big story. Bigger than I, you know, than I, you know, thought it would be. And obviously he was a, a major figure in speaking out and got banished from the business eventually. But that's what it was. It was I found out that there was that, that that female talent who has still never been named and never been uncovered and give people credit because I'm friends with people who know who that woman was. And and these are, are loyal people who have never given up that name in years to anyone and have been loyal to that woman who whose phone he allegedly went through. OK, but that's what the, that, that's what it was. And I was just trying to like. You know, it was meant for my Texas people. You know, and it just blew up from there, and 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 that was a lesson learned. And I've never done anything like that since. So, anyway, that's just my little anecdote as to how quickly news can travel, or or just your stupid tweets can can make something a bigger thing than it really is. And 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 and, and you may not even intend to do that, and it, there is some level of responsibility there. There is.
1: So what we do have now um, is some other reports have come out. Barrons.com had uh, something earlier today, and they were the first ones that had this little nugget as well. So they they go on to list the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia through the Public Investment Fund, which again is 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 a very good option. Seems like if I was a betting man, that would be my leader in the clubhouse. Uh, that I would assume they they would go to. But again, other options they mentioned Comcast, who obviously owns NBC Universal owns Peacock it, you know that's all under the one same parent company so there's some relationship there uh, with WWE in the past with Peacock and NBC Universal uh, Endeavor as we mentioned they are in the combat sports business obviously with UFC that would make a lot of sense for that company to say hey we have the money let's bring UFC and WWE together we will kind of own the, the the major you know to them that will own the major combat sports niche we will own the two biggest combat sport uh, companies I- I- in the world that makes all the sense in the world but then they also dropped this little nugget Quote, all elite wrestling, the top rival to WWE, led by Tony Khan and family, is in the pool of potential buyers for WWE, a person close to the potential transaction, told Barron's, adding that the Cons will likely look for a financial partner to acquire the asset. Tony Khan's father, Shad Khan, a co-owner of AEW, already owns the football team, Jacksonville Jaguars, as well as the Fulham Football Club, indicating the duo has deep pockets. All right.
0: The thing about that is you know Vince presumably wants to remain in control if he sells this thing so i i don't know necessarily if he's willing to work for the cons or 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 you know but at the same time i don't know enough about how these sorts of sales work and what the legalities are and if they have to take the the, the best offer um, and, and if he could you know i don't know how any of that works um but, that you know, I also read, and I, I don't know if you just said that, but the, they would have to get you know partners. Right, they'd to... have to have
1: another partner. They they don't have the kind of money that way. They have a lot of money. They have a lot, but now we're talking. We're, we're going a step up. We always talk about how people don't realize that the cons have so much more money than Vince McMahon does, and that personal wealth wise, and and, and the cons versus Vince McMahon in terms of pressing money, like the cons have way. We are now in a different stratosphere. We're talking about the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia's public fund, uh, Endeavor, Comcast. We're talking about the biggest of the big companies. No, these guys – they're, in, they're incredibly wealthy, incredibly, incredibly wealthy. They're not that well. They're not Endeavor. They're not the kingdom of Saudi Arabia wealthy. So that if they wanted to make a, a, a decent play for this thing, they would have to link up with somebody. They would have to link up with another partner that has huge, huge, huge pockets. And that kind of puts another wrinkle in, in, in the whole thing as well. It's not they don't have the kind of money to, 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 to buy WWE. They just don't. Well, it may it, it, it's kind of it's kind of like this you need a new car
0: and you 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 go to buy a new car and it cost $30,000 and you have $32,000 to your name i mean yeah you can write a check for $30,000 and buy that car but <laughs> right. then then you're going to be cash poor so you don't do that you know so it's like even if the cons or whoever else have the liquid assets to just flat out buy the thing to 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 bring a to back up a Brinks truck with the literal cash and buy it. That doesn't that's not how these deals work. I mean because, you know, you can't that that's the best way I can explain it to people. So, um, you know, yeah, nobody nobody would would buy a car that way and and you wouldn't purchase this asset that way either. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I I think that's the most uh th- that that's the that's the headline that would, that grabs the most attention and that's the most salacious outcome here would be, you know, the cons controlling, um, you know, nearly a hundred percent of the, 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 um, relevant wrestling market in, in, in America. Um, but something tells me that that's, you know, not a realistic outcome here because (laughs) if, if, if there's any way for Vince McMahon to, to prevent them from buying it, he will. Um,
1: you know, but it look, it, it it's, it gets them in the news. And, um, it, <laughs> did, did it, you, did you check out, it may have just come up as we were doing the show. Uh, but did you see the latest CNBC article uh, about this? I think it did actually come up while we were doing the show. So probably not. Um, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm not going to say I know who, okay, I, I'm not, I'll, I'll read you the article and you can, you can come to your own conclusion here. So this is published 8.33 p.m. Eastern Time uh, from Alex Sherman on CNBC.com. Uh, WWE's smaller rival AEW interested in merger, sources say. Oh, merger <laughs> now. Merger. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Tony. Uh, All <laughs> Wrestling, a professional wrestling league owned by the Khan family, is interested in merging with World Wrestling Entertainment, according to people familiar with the matter. Yeah, I the mean... The camp. All Elite Wrestling's camp.
0: <laughs> right? Is saying this. Uh, people familiar with it. Coach TK. People yeah, right. familiar with him. Hey, man, um, with the initials. Uh, yeah.
1: TK. Uh, the cons, who also National Football League's Jacksonville Jaguars and Premier League's Wollum uh, FC, could partner with a strategic media company to share the intellectual property while merging the wrestling leagues, said the people, who asked not to be named because the discussions are private... <laughs>
0: Look, I, it's like we're laughing about it. You can't dismiss it out of hand. You but can't dismiss dispens- it out of hand, but but I will I say think- that
1: the article, it, it tries to humor it. And then the third paragraph is like, the idea that Vince McMahon, the controlling shareholder of WWE, would merge his company with the much smaller AEW is a long shot. Uh, AEW hasn't had talks with McMahon or Nick Khan, the, com- uh, the company's chief executive, uh, said to people, McMahon may view selling to the cons as a non-starter.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying.
1: Yeah. So it's like <laughs> – We could say these know. things, but I mean –
0: you know if Vince if there's any way he can say no to that he's just not going to even consider them a real bidder um but again I don't know the legalities of all that um so someone who's better in tune with these kind of mergers and acquisitions um would have would have to uh would have to comment on that and 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 let me know if and let us know if if you're selling a publicly traded company if you're if you're, if you're required by law to take the best offer, but what does the best offer mean? That might not necessarily mean just the highest offer. Uh, it, you know, if the board, if Vince and his puppet board feel like leaving him in power is in effect the best offer. See, I don't know how any of those things work. I I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to pretend to know how they work. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty ignorant to that whole so, world, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, I I, 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 but it seems highly unlikely that, that, that that's a real possibility. Now, you know, just to, just to play around with it, um, would, would Tony Khan owning everything, um, ultimately be bad for the business and all of the ways that McMahon really owning all of the relevant market share for 20 years was? Yeah. Um, would I care? I have to be honest, I wouldn't. And, and, my, I really wouldn't, you know, because my thought process is this. The people who own WWE now, the market leader, the most dominant product, you know, in the space, they present a shitty product that I hate. And I know Tony Khan presents good wrestling that I like. So would I be totally opposed to him controlling it all? Rich, I wouldn't. (laughs) <laughs> i wouldn't if that makes me a terrible person who wants bad things for the industry then so be it i'd much rather tony khan be running everything because i've seen tony khan run two different promotions now and they're both pretty great so why wouldn't i want him running a third I, I, as a fan i would greatly enjoy that you know the people running that company now stink they haven't been giving me wrestling that i like for over 20 years
1: As long as I'm not a wrestler, because it would suck for them, obviously, because <laughs> now there's one one game in town, uh, one place to get paid substantial money. Yes, they might be you know, you might have WWE run as a separate company or, or you know, Ring of Honor, still a separate company, they, whatever, whatever kind of fantasy book you want to do. Yes. Great. Yes, you can do that. And, and there'll be but. Essentially, and 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 Vince McMahon did this too. We have ECW, we have SmackDown, we have Raw, but it's not like you get a better contract. (laughs) If Raw isn't going to offer you X amount of dollars, so you can go back to SmackDown and say, "Hey, Raw's going to give me a hundred million dollars for you know over ten years. What are you guys going to give me?" And you know that doesn't that's not how it works.
0: okay. Well, the difference here is these are is AEW, Ring of Honor, and presumably WWE would. Genuinely, be three different companies. Right, right. Unlike the brand, but the difference is, if Brian Cage decides, there's one, night, one guy Honor negotiating all these
1: contracts up. at the end of the day.
0: Right, and he's like, and Tony Khan offers a max amount. Brian Cage says, "Well, I'm going to go see what AEW wants to give me." <laughs> yeah, okay,
1: and then he opens and the door, and there's Tony sitting at the desk. There's all Tony right. again. <laughs> right. Hey, right. hey, so, <laughs> put her here, buddy. What do you got? <laughs> yeah, <I> like. You <laughs> you <laughs> through know, a trap so... door, yeah, through a trap door, he runs into the other room, and goes. Right, you know. Right, come on the, in. Come on in. What do you want to say?
0: How's it going? How are you? Like, it's all the same room, right. so yeah. You know, you know, So that's that's the right, that's right, the, right. Obviously, the key, the key component here. But from a fan point of view,
1: no, WWE sucks shit. So it's like, yeah, who cares? You know? I, uh, yeah, I, 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 yeah, exactly. Yeah, they they presented horrific professional wrestling that's made me hate this thing that I've made that once was my hobby that's now kind of my second job or whatever. They make me, they make it fucking terrible. So, um yeah. yeah. I mean, if uh,
0: I don't know, if I had, if I had, if I had twenty billion dollars, would I spend eight of it to buy WWE and take it private and then just fucking kill
1: it? <laughs> just run mid south tapes. I I I think about it, Rich. I'll be honest. I would I would think about it. That's just, fuck you money. Yeah, if you have fuck you money and you're you, like if yeah, you are yeah. you, if you are are are, are yeah current Joe Lanza and you just right. somehow stumbled in. You get a call tomorrow and it's like, "Hey, your your great uncle, he actually had, you know, billions stashed away and here's the amount you have." Honestly, if they, if they gave you 9 billion dollars, I think you would spend 8 billion to to suck that company down. Cuz you're you, you know? Yeah. Cuz 1 billion, you you're good. You know, you're not going to need the rest of that. What are you going to do with the rest of that? I'm I'm good with the remaining 12 billion. <laughs> right. You
0: don't need that much money. So so, uh, I, I'd shut the fucker down just to troll people in all honesty. <laughs> right. I mean, cause to me, it's so tainted at this point that I don't think I could ever, you know, enjoy it again. The history is so destroyed by the last 20 years, you know? So, uh, yeah, fuck it. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd buy it and shut it down. Yeah. That's I, the funniest I, I, outcome. I think you
1: should just run mid South tapes, like run like that week's mid South and just <laughs> right. Yeah, that week's Memphis or whatever just showed on USA until they're like, all right, we can't do this anymore. This is absurd. We, this is, we can't we cannot have this on, on our we can't have Eric Watts, you know, cutting promos or well, Joel Watts. Joel Watts is who I mentioned. We can have Joel Watts like on our network, you know, from 1985. <laughs> cutting
0: promos. So. How about uh, how about this Dan Greenspan comment in the chat? I'm going to read you this one. It's probably worth it for the cons to at least feign interest for a closer look at WWE's books. Same reason NFL teams always interview coordinators from inside the division for head coach. End quote. I mean, because legally, do they if they show interest, WWE has to expose them to certain information, right? Some
1: stuff, but they are a publicly traded company. What else is? is yes, yeah, so you kind of have the books. That's, that's all there. Yeah, you can get that now. Right. If it's right. A, if it's a private company, absolutely, and that's what. That's the difference of the NFL teams. The NFL teams can't get intel from other teams. They can't get intel from other coaches or whatever because the Detroit Lions are not legally obligated to show to upload their playbook every single week to let everybody right. know about what their playbook is and 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 how they do and 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 what their schemes are and all that sort of stuff. WWE is legally obligated as a publicly traded company to let you know what their financials are and what their books look like and all that sort of stuff. So you can get that info now. So it's a little different. Yeah. I, I see. I see what he's saying, and it's not. I bet if for a private. If they, if WWE was still a private company, yes, I think you're. You, you, it's a very good reason to at least get yourself in the room and at least get a discussion. But again, they're a probably traded company. I don't know that there's that much that you can't see already. Like what? What would they? What would they find out that you can't already know about their financials? Yeah. And their books. I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess, again, I'm kind of ignorant to that, so I don't know. But I would assume as a public traded company, everything that they could get access to would be out there anyway.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's some numbers that they combine into one line and people like Meltzer and Thurston estimate uh, when they chop that up and decide. Like, I don't even think I don't even think we real. I don't think they've ever officially told the public how much money they're getting from the Saudi shows isn't it folded into some other it is yeah line item? live
1: events and special yeah. attractions or whatever i forget what it was called but yeah we we thurston was able to kind of break it down and go okay oh they're getting 50 million dollars per show or whatever roughly like,
0: like 45 to 50 or something right, right, right. like based on subtracting everything else out that we do know so you know so you know maybe from that standpoint but again but,
1: and again i might be ignorant but like if you are if you ask the company to get to disclose that information, they can be, will they be able to give you more or do they only have to give you what they have to give you? I have no so idea. shareholders. Yeah. I don't know. That
0: either, that, that, so those are questions. I don't know the answer to, um, but it does seem like they're, they're dead serious about selling. I mean, by hiring these three different firms to handle things. And
1: oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board now with the, this thing is, is going, is going for sale for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that, that doesn't necessarily mean it will be sold, but, um, you know, listen, strategic alternatives, Rich. They are These seeking
1: are, strategic alternatives.
0: I think maybe that Vince realizes that the right fees have escalated to the point where um, he understands that his media partners are are going to come to him now and be like, look, instead of handing you X billion amount of dollars over X amount of years, why don't we just buy this fucking thing? I think he realizes that maybe we've reached that point. And plus he's 77. Plus, he's angry that people talked him into resigning. Plus, he seems to want to just screw over his own family members, and and he, he's actually a, he it seems like he just wants to troll people in the way that I just joked about how I would troll people. I mean, he just wants to come in, take over because now there's this report that that Levesque and uh, and Stephanie are are against you know him coming back, and we, which we knew, and also against selling. They're also against the sale. And why wouldn't they be? They thought they were inheriting all of this.
1: Yeah, they thought that was their job for the next 40 years.
0: They thought they were inheriting this kingdom, uh, you know, for the rest of their lives. And then passing it down to their kids and maybe D-Clan getting in the mix. Who knows? You know, but now. TBHW. (laughs)
1: TBHW (laughs) D-Clan.
0: Yeah. You know, but now Vince, you know, he's like nudging them out. You know, and, and, and I, you it have nudge.
1: To, I don't think he's nudging about it's, it's not a, even much of a nudge. I, I don't think it's a nudge. Yeah, I think it's a, a, a very deliberate push out. So what's
0: Levesque? What's his strategy here? He's going to ride it out and try to stay low under the radar until Vince I don't know. Yeah. Hey,
1: how's it going? Pops <laughs> are
0: like, yeah, I mean, it's very weird.
1: It's you know? so it's, weird. Yeah, I don't know. And
0: he's occupying the seat that Vince very badly wants more than anything, you know, that creative seat. Um, so who knows how long that's going to listen, if Levesque had any good ideas, which he hasn't shown any proof that he does yet in these six months that he's been in charge, if he has anything interesting rattling around that brain of his, which again, he hasn't done anything interesting. So if he's saving all these interesting ideas, now's the time to do right. Them whatever's on his you... yellow
1: pad and his, uh, you yeah. know, break in case of emergency, it might be time to do those. Let's do it. Let's go with those now. He might want to try to get him out of his system and show people what he – because, you know,
0: it's uh, – the clock is probably ticking, you know, um, on his super boring creative that he's provided all, all of us with for six months. I mean, how dry and boring has this guy's creative been? Oh I mean, bad. I mean, It was happening. bad when he was running
1: NXT, yeah. man. Like, that's the thing is, like, he had an opportunity. He had the two hours, and, and you know, I, I've seen some people mention, and, and, and we talked about it at the time, like, it felt like when when NXT failed – as spectacular as it did against AEW, that Vince lost all faith in them. Yeah, the entire in, in yeah. Stephanie and in Triple H as like you guys. I thought I would give this kingdom to you. I think he. I, I don't think Vince McMahon ever envisioned at seventy seven years old selling the company for eight billion dollars or nine billion. You know what I mean? I don't think that was ever. I think his plan was I'm my 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 daughter and my son in law will inherit this business and then my grandchildren and it will be a family business. Do the rest of it. We'll make we'll make millions of dollars. We'll make millions and billions of dollars. But it will be a family business, and 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 it'll always be ours, and it will always be McMahon's, and we will run the wrestling world or the sports entertainment world or whatever. And they fucking dropped the ball so much <laughs> with on NXT and Stephanie. I don't a, a bunch of different stuff. I mean, I know people cited the MLW lawsuit. I just think a multitude of things made him kind of sour on Stephanie too, to the point where they basically publicly said she fucking sucked at her job this summer when they fired her as you know people sometimes forget about that when we talk, we talked about it on that show. remember when we were reading those quotes and we were like, oh my god, they're, the way that they're talking about her is like, holy shit, leave of absence, my ass like she got fired. Um, yeah he sucks. he's not very good at booking wrestling. so um, which is not great because he doesn't really have anything else. and this, this is another thing where, where like you you said, of course Stephanie and Triple H don't want them to sell because what else can they do? Particularly what else can, can Paul do? Like Stephanie, if she really wanted to, she had a bunch of time on, 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 on a board of directors for a major company. She was the chief brand officer or whatever. I Any mean, that she can probably go do talk shows and and, and and corporate meetings and stuff and talk about brand synergy and philanthropy is how brands are going to win, or you know what I mean? Like she can do all that sort of stuff. What the fuck can Paul Levesque do?
0: Well, well, OK, let me bring up my bi-yearly question. Do they have enough money to start their own thing, uh, particular, especially after a sale?
1: Um, after a sale, maybe. Do, do you feel like Stephanie has that in her? I don't know. I think Paul has it in him because he has but, nothing else. But would Paul?
0: OK, so let's say they find a partner. Let's say through their years of connections, they find a television outlet, um, you know, willing to air them. And they, they've got the capital to start up. They've got some partners. They've got people invested in it. They've got their own money. Um, they obviously don't have con money, but they've got their own money. Um, you know, would Paul Levesque want to start behind not only Vince and whoever buys it from Vince, but also behind Tony Khan and AEW? I mean, he'd be the clear, they'd be the clear number three out of the gate with a lot to prove um that's a lot harder of a position to be in than running nxt for years with no real bottom line responsibility to be worried about because it's being sustained by big by by the parent company right that's one huge advantage he had i'm sure he had a budget but it's it's other people's money that he was operating with when he was running nxt And it's a lot harder than just being. And we always said it it didn't matter. I mean, they were willing to run in the red. That was that was that was well well documented that it was okay that they ran in the red. So he didn't have to be fiscally responsible or any of those things to the level of somebody running a company with their own money. The way that, you know, Tony Khan has to be fiscally responsible to remain in business or the way that Tony Khan has to maintain his television relationships to to, to remain a a viable business. I should say he can keep it alive if he wants, but to to keep it a, a viable business. And then it's, it's also wouldn't be nearly as easy as just being handed the keys to the market leader, just being handed the keys through nothing that he built or earned. Right. Which was and, his
1: life's goal, by the way, he, he's been course. setting this up for 25 years, 30 years now.
0: But in this case, if they were to start their own thing, Now you do have to build something from scratch. You do have to be fiscally responsible. You do have to answer to investors. You do have to answer to your own bank account and your own money. And you do have to produce for a television network. And you do. And and, oh, by the way, you've got to compete with the 40-year market leader. And you've got to compete with AEW, who is now firmly established in the market as a viable player and a successful one. And you're behind both of them to start. So I don't, I don't. I mean, does he have the guts to do that? And and then if he does, does he have the skill and the aptitude to be successful? I I, I tend to think that your answer, your opinion is no, based on what you've said yeah, about I just don't booking. think he,
1: ha- he has that in him. I, I just don't.
0: Now he have now, now look, he ha- talent loves him. And when contracts came due, he would get talent to work for him. There's I, I don't have oh, any sure. doubt oh, about absolutely,
1: that. Oh absolutely, absolutely,
0: absolutely. If he if he could pay the going rate for people. There's people who love working for him, but here's the thing that Tony Khan had that Paul and Stephanie wouldn't have, even if they wanted to do this and wanted to stick their necks out and prove that they can succeed in pops business. Here's what they don't have. Tony Khan would not have done this. If the elite weren't available at that time and available at that exact moment in time, that's the other factor here. Forget Tony Khan's money. Forget Tony Khan's connections at the time that he had with Turner. Forget the fact that Tony Khan uh, was a lifelong wrestling fan who we knew was going to do this thing right. Tony Khan, to this day, still would not have – he would not have been in the wrestling business today if all – if all if those uh, contracts of the elite, all in, the success of all in, but more importantly even than that was the elite being available. Yeah. And Cody Rhodes, who was part of the elite, I I guess we lump him in because he was part of it. That, that's the key. Tony Khan knew he couldn't do this without having those marketable talents that he saw that proved that they can draw with all in and with the success that they had in Ring of Honor. Because I think people might forget how successful Ring of Honor was from a ticket selling standpoint when all of those guys were there, when Cody was on top and world champion and the Bucks were there and Kenny Omega was dropping in to set gate records in Chicago and everything else. Okay. Uh, you know, so – that's the other factor. Paul and Stephanie could want to start something, but who are they going to start it with? They need a legitimate money drawing star at minimum. Khan had four or five right out of the gate. And he knew that. That's why he had the guts to do it. He, would, he wouldn't He would have even have tried it without the elite. Who are they going to, who, who do they start this thing with? So that that's yeah, Johnny is a yeah, Johnny and
1: Candace isn't quite the same uh, uh, cachet uh, as as Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks who are selling T-shirts and setting gate records and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, not, yeah. not quite, not quite. That's the bigger obstacle to me than the money. You know, uh, who who, yeah, who who's the guy who, who, who are the who, the guy or the girl or the woman or whoever that he says, all right, we're starting blank and boom, here's who's on the poster. Who would be on that poster? Dexter Loomis. <laughs> money monday (laughs) yeah like that's i mean that that'd be the answer that's i don't yeah
0: i don't know if. yeah that that's the one it would have to be but here's the thing you can't put this thing together that quickly this would take months if not years to put together she's available now we think i mean just because she wasn't on AEW last night doesn't mean they don't have something cooking um and we know the new japan deal is short term but if she keeps pushing tickets and she keeps pushing new Japan World subs, maybe it doesn't stay short term. But we're spiraling here. The point here is even if they would want to do something, I don't know how they do it because I don't know who they
1: build it around. What are they going to pluck
0: the indies? You're going to build it around Alley Catch? What do you do? <laughs> right.
1: You know, I've seen some people, it, it, there's a few people in the note of the chat room saying, like, oh, The Rock and Stone Cold and sort of stuff. Like, those people aren't going to want to work for Triple H. Like, Ma'am, come
0: on. What, you know, they, like, well, they, you know, also, they work don't for really
1: our- love him. Like, this is the problem. He, his whole life's work was to get to the top, his whole life's work was to, you know, pass all those guys and get to the top and, and and marry into the family and inherit this business when it was all said and done. Now he's all the way at the bottom again. He'll be all the way at the bottom. You don't get, Hey guys, Hey, how's it going, pal? Like, fuck off, dude. Like, so well, yeah. there is a, there's a generation of wrestlers
0: that feel indebted to him, but it's not that generation. It's not that, not that generation. His peers. Exactly.
1: It's not his peers. His peers don't respect him on the level that Johnny Gargano does or whatever, or, or, or Mia Yim does or whatever that, those guys don't respect it. Those guys don't really like him that much. Don't put Boston is probably not working for triple H's, you know, fantasy fed or whatever. The rock uh, is definitely not doing that. So you're going yeah, to bring
0: Sean Michaels
1: with him. And they, and, but you've got, again, that's can, what we're going with is sh- that. That's no, 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 Michaels no, no, no. Right.
0: no. I mean, he could bring Sean because Sean Michaels, is another one who this generation of wrestler, they, right, they right, love right. the guy.
1: Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know,
0: and, 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 you know, so you, you, bring, and Sean and Sean would go with him. I would presume and. He could put the the whole fucking NXT band back together if he started something up. But then then you're sitting around with a thumb up your ass waiting for talent to become available.
1: You know, and you need drawing. It's hard talent. to do. It's what, what AEW did, and we always say this: like it was very difficult. It, it took it took the exact right situation. We've talked about this time and time and time again with AEW, and you just brought it up there again. It took the right guy with the right money, with the right family, with the right partners in in, in Warner and Turner, with the right wrestlers at the exact right time that he did it. Yeah. If he did it two years earlier, it wouldn't have worked. If he did it two years later, it might not have worked. It took you guys are available right now. I have money. I have Turner. Let's do this. You know, it it took. And if I don't get
0: you, and if I don't get you, I'm not doing it. Right. And they, and look, WWE thought they had them. That's that famous promo that one, that December 2018, I think it was. We're going to give you guys what you want. The whole family out there, Rich, because they thought they had the elite locked up and had and and had the elite chosen that then AEW wouldn't exist because he couldn't get punk at that time and he and if he didn't get the elite well then you know that's it and they did get the elite and then Moxley became available at the right time again timing and then you know punk waited out the pandemic and then he jumped on board now the rest is history they're not going anywhere as long as they can keep TV, like anyone else, as long as they keep a TV deal, they're not going anywhere. So, yeah, that's the big key. And, and and you know, and again, I don't even know that that Triple H has the guts to do that and
1: put his own money it's up. so much. Partners. I mean, this is a guy who just had a major health crisis as well. Like we're talking like sleepless nights and stress. And you got to buy. I mean. Like you said, it's really easy to walk into be a, a company that's been established for, what, 60 years at this point. And you don't have to buy your own t- TV. Yeah, it's all set. You don't have to buy a ring. You don't have to buy cameras. You don't have to hire anybody. You walk in and say, all right. Like you said, the keys to the kingdom. You walk in Literally and go, all handed right. Keys. <laughs> yeah. It's mine now. Here we go. Okay. And there you go. That's all you had to do is sit in the chair and go, all right, crack your knuckles and, and get to work. That is not I, the case <laughs> with starting wish- up your own thing.
0: I hand people keys to restaurants and tell them to go run it. I don't ask them to start it from scratch.
1: Build it. Like literally is there. build the
0: building. Yeah. You must build the building. <laughs> you know. now, the infrastructure is there. Just here's the keys. Don't hire shitty people and, and make sure you're in the black. That's all. Like they don't have to build it from the ground up. You know, and he was handed the keys, you know, that, that you know, so it's like, this is a completely different. And again, yeah, his health. I didn't even think about that aspect. Um, so I don't know, but it does seem like I, I would. I, I just have the. Maybe we're reading this wrong, and maybe he has a tremendous relationship with Vince. I mean, there were there were theories out there that Vince was shadow booking all along, anyway, to some degree. I mean, you
1: know, I. I've always said that the 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 fun turn of this entire story is, is Triple H kind of sticking with Vince <laughs> over Stephanie because again, like this is his life's work. This is always this is what he's always wanted, and to give that up, I don't I don't envision just like I don't envision Vince McMahon sitting next to a pool for the rest of his life, or sitting on a yacht or whatever for the rest of his life with with an extra eight billion dollars that he doesn't. He's never going to spend the money that he has right now ever. So. I don't buy Triple H going ah well. Nevertheless, and just sitting by a pool and, and with his feet up in a in a cabana chair or whatever. Like I don't. This this is all he's ever wanted was to run this company, to yeah. be the top guy, and and you know yeah I don't I, 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 it's probably very tough to give up, and I think maybe he's having that sort of crisis of saying well fuck like. I stick with your wife, obviously, but shit, this is my this is all I ever have. Like, I have, I'm, I have nothing else to do with with my life. Because what what else does Paul do if he's not running a wrestling company? What what is he I showing mean, an interest in in anything else? He's got some kids, right? He's got, got some kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's boring. Doesn't that get boring? <laughs> I don't have kids, but I imagine watching kids gets boring after a little while. They're also getting kind of old, aren't they? I don't know the guy, Rich. I, I don't, I don't <laughs> Just, know what I, he's into. I, maybe what I know of him, I don't think he'd be happy sitting next to a pool. You know, maybe he likes to fish. I have no idea. That's true. That's I, true. Yeah, you know. he likes. I know he, he likes Metallica, Poppy, and wrestling. That's all I know about Triple H. So. Yeah, yeah. I know he likes Motorhead, Poppy, Shawn Michaels, and wrestling. That's all I know about Paul. Yeah, I, I don't know, but. Um... Sure will be talking about this every week. Yeah, uh yeah, until they until they get sold. And then even then we'll I'll be discussing it. So there's that. Uh we'll we'll see what ends up happening uh with uh, that. Let's move on to AEW. We're talking a little bit about AEW here. Um start with the elite versus the death triangle. Again, you do the Thursday dynamite reviews at flagship, uh, flagshippatreon.com. Five dollar tier uh to listen to that every single week. Um what do you think of this week's dynamite real quickly? I don't want you to have to recap the entire show again, but I thought it was a newsworthy enough show that we usually don't do this. Cause that we want to keep it kind of exclusive to the, uh, the Thursday dynamite review is unless there's like a big picture, big major thing. But uh, I feel like this week was, was big and pretty major. This was a awesome episode of dynamite an incredible episode. I thought, what'd you think of it? I thought it was great. And I
0: think that it's been great for, uh, for maybe four or five weeks in a row here really since the pay-per-view it's been great every single week and i just you know big picture i don't know if people even the people who like dynamite i don't know if they appreciate how great this show is and how how thankful we should be that we have it i mean it's it's just and you say this all the time it's like people will nitpick the one bad segment they don't like and forget that this was an hour and 50 minutes of just great wrestling television, which is, you know, almost always the case. They had three great matches last night, the level of wrestling on this show. I mean, I'm comfortable saying, and we've said this even before that this is the best wrestling
1: show in the history of wrestling. I mean, there's been no, American- it's not even up for debate. It's not, at this point, I, I won't even listen to another argument because you're wrong. No, you're, you're wrong. It's just,
0: yeah. It just I've has watched the best- most
1: of this. I've watched a lot of it and, and there, no, you're wrong.
0: And we're going on year four and everything else. It's it got plenty of history, and it's just, a, it's just, just great wrestling every week. Um, and, and the shows are just almost always good, and they're very often great. They're very often very close to or pay-per-view quality like this week's was. And, I mean, you got John Moxley and Hangman Page, and then that ladder match at the end, and <laughs> then you had Danielson Takeshida wedged in there. And you had an Not MJF television promo. <laughs> This is you. like a mini, it was like a mini pay-per-view. I mean, these shows are so good. And I think we just, it's like I said today, like I wrote today in my description for my review, it's like, it's almost boring to talk about how great dynamite is every week. And I know it sounds like we're just, you know, kissing AEW's ass, but I'm just telling you what I think. The, the dynamite is great every week. It, it just is. And does it mean I like every second of every show? Of course not. But I can't, and Rich, I know you've completely hand-waved and you barely ever watch anymore. I can't even tell you the last time Raw, SmackDown, or NXT has made me feel like Dynamite makes me feel every week. Like every week I look forward to Dynamite and then it delivers. And then I have like a little rush of adrenaline after it's over. Like, man, I, I like wrestling again. Then I hate wrestling again the rest of the week. And then I watch Dynamite and it re-energizes me and I like wrestling. Like this is the this is the pattern every week. This show's so good that it re-energizes me. And I couldn't even imagine a pro wrestling scene since 2019 where AEW didn't exist. Especially with all the problems that New Japan went through during the pandemic. Because New Japan was great for a long time and it really nosedived during the pandemic. Through a lot of, it wasn't there some of it was Could you imagine AEW, a wrestling scene without AEW all, for the last three, four years where all we had was this shit WWE product and new Japan struggling with the pandemic and the rest of Japan, which has basically been bad and CMLL fell apart during the pandemic. AAA is just a trash bag promotion. I mean, what American indies are terrible, terrible. The worst they've been since 2002. I mean, you know, and I don't know
1: if people appreciate this promotion and this weekly show enough. I really don't think they do. They don't. They don't. And and that's I I rag on it constantly. It's when I come into, you know, our our discord or I I look on Twitter after a a, a dynamite. And and this isn't everybody. And I probably should just ignore most of these people. But when I see people going like, I don't know, like, I really didn't like, like, the MJF promo. And I'm like... Sure, whatever, but like, Jesus Christ, look what you just saw, or like, when I do bring up, this is the best wrestling TV show, people go, I don't know, uh, Raw was pretty good in 2013, it wasn't this good, oh, come on. I was watching it, shut up, stop responding to me, you're wrong, just, you're just wrong, alright, Raw was pretty good in 2013, those those Shield matches were, okay, so those four Shield matches were pretty good on Raw, okay, I get it, yes, they had good wrestling, we just got, on, on this week's Dynamite alone, this week's Dynamite, like you said, we got Daniel Sinning Takeshida Moxley and Page, and the and the latter match match seven. I mean, those are three. And the women's match rocked. <laughs> like that match was good too.
0: Like oh, the women's match was good. And 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 I think they have something with Jungle Boy and Hook. I think I don't know what the plan is there.
1: I saw you calling I, them a blowjob tag team now,
0: every, but you're I, well, you're not listen. wrong.
1: You're not wrong. They're heartthrobs. I, I can't steal that, Alan. Four L of all people. Oh, Alan said it. All right. Well, that Me? it's very smart. So of course it came from Alan.
0: He said it a couple of weeks ago when they announced that, they, or whatever, well, whenever it is they came together, you know, he put out you didn't see the tweet? I know you're not on Twitter much. No, anymore.
1: no, I didn't. But he's he nailed he's got, it then. He nailed it.
0: He's got a he's got a great tweet.
1: Yeah. It's uh That's gonna get those screams back. We always say, where are those screams in wrestling? Anytime we watch old territory wrestling, we're like, where are the women? Where are the screams? Huh? He he put out a tweet, he's
0: like, he's like Jerry Jarrett, ah, where are the blowjobs? Bill Watts, uh, what are you talking about, Jerry? And then Tony Khan, don't worry, guys, I got this because of the Jungle Boy (laughs) Hook team. (laughs) It was a great tweet, right? Uh, So, um, you know, look, I think they might have something with that team. I don't know if you saw the quarter hours. It's the only quarter hour on the show which bucked the four-week trend, uh, which bucked the four-week trend line and was higher than the, 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 the trend of the prior four weeks. And it was also the highest quarter hour on the show outside of quarter hour one, yeah. which we all know is always the highest quarter hour on the show because of the lead-in. And if you look at the, the, uh, the, the down card demographics, all of the female demos, especially the younger female demos, were up 20, 30% over the last four weeks for this week's Dynamite. Now, look, it's only one week. It's only one quarter hour. It's a small sample size of data. It could all be circumstantial. But I feel like there might be something with this Hook and Jungle Boy team. And they were over big in the building, too.
1: Yeah, they were.
0: So, and really, it's a perfect tag team, Rich, because, you know, Jack Perry is built to be the Ricky Morton and take the beating. And who is more suited to be a hot tag at this stage of their career than Hook right now? To just take that hot tag and start t-boning people left and right, and then you hit your finish, whatever you're
1: going to do for your finish. So even from that standpoint, it's a team that I would have never put together, but once they got put together, it was like, God damn it, yes, that's exactly what they should be doing. It's fucking Holy perfect. shit, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And yeah. and 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 and
0: I I'm embarrassed about it, but I did some fantasy booking. Rich, you want to oh, hear no. my fantasy? You've been doing a lot lately. I, I you gotta you gotta check yourself. But go on. So here's what you can do. You can build these guys up and 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 get them all the way to the tag team titles, okay? And they can beat the acclaimed, they can beat a, uh, some transitional heel champion. I don't care who they beat, okay? But you can build them all the way up to the tag team titles, and then who ruins their moment? The guy that everybody forgot about, Christian and Luchasaurus.
1: I was right? just hoping you didn't say Jeff Jarrett, but. You're right.
0: So listen, that's a great option too. I
1: might change my <laughs> I might rip will. up my fucking.
0: Yeah. Now now how great, you, <laughs> you blow jobs. How, how great is Jared been. How great is Jared been?
1: I uh I gotta give admit it to me. I gotta admit, you're right. You're right. There it was last week. It was uh, last week's show where that, that match of the acclaim was just fucking great. And he's doing his strutting and he's just jumping up and down. the time that when I finally said, God damn it. Joe's right. Jarrett's the best. Is when um the referee so after they got the pinfall, and the I think it was Aubrey that came down, right? Aubrey came down and said, no, 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 no. And was trying to talk to the other referee. Jarrett stands in front of the other referee and goes, no, no, no. You, I got to hear none of that. You, I got to hear none of that. Just like classic yeah. old – like his idea was like, if I just separate these two people, there's no way it's going to change. Yeah. like Because he's an idiot. And heels used to be dumb. I love yes. that heels are dumb again. Heels are yeah. dumb again. And it rules. That's how wrestling is supposed to be. And people that don't get it don't get it. But I – get it and now Joe I get it with Jeff Jarrett when, when he did that I said god damn it Joe was right Jarrett rocks that's been,
0: that's been a hot feud with the acclaimed in the buildings the match on rampage all that shit has been great but anyway back to my original point because you Christian and the, and the dinosaur man have gone away you'll forget about him by then but you, that's unresolved that shit's unresolved with jungle boys so you can bring them back and then jungle boy and hook have an immediate program when you know after they win the titles but that's a lot of fantasy booking and i feel gross for even doing it but it's almost perfect because it keeps jack perry busy until christian comes back you know the idea of the tag team and the other thing that this does if you do keep them together and build them up for a title shot it keeps hook on tv and it keeps him wrestling okay hook needs ring time he needs reps yeah he needs reps bad he needs reps and it'll put him it'll get him on tv every week we know he has a crowd connection We know he's always going to be over, but he needs the ring time and a tag team is perfect too, because it's less pressure, right? Because it's a great way to cut your teeth and, and get that ring time and be involved in, in, in long-term and short-term programs. I just think it all makes too much sense. And, uh, you know, if they are a, a, a draw with the female audience in particular, the younger female audience, that's all just a bonus, So now for all I know, this was a one and done with the firm and maybe they won't, but, but I I don't know. I think they might have something with these two as a team.
1: I love it, but uh, yeah, an incredible episode of dynamite. Uh, I did want to touch on the, 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 the best of seven series, Uh, obviously coming to a conclusion there with the elite and the death triangle. Uh, I thought the ladder match was good. I I saw a lot of people throwing around five stars. I don't think it was that good. And I don't know if that's just my ladder match thing now, but I mean, it was as good as a 2023 ladder match could possibly be. Um, I thought the series itself was fantastic. I don't think that that match was my favorite of the series. I don't want to do the, Hey, let's rank every all seven of these matches or whatever, but I do think that it, I think it was that no DQ match. What was it? Three. The street fight or whatever. Yeah. 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 I forget. Was that three weeks ago or four weeks ago? I forget because they took the one week off or the two weeks off or whatever. Whatever that one was. I forget which match that was. I think it was match five. I want to say. Uh, was that one w- w- was my favorite, but yeah, the, the No DQ Street Fight was because that was just chaotic and crazy and, and and nuts. And the ladder match was really really good. And hell, I saw one of them live, <laughs> and that one you know resonated with me. I saw the first match of the the, the series live, and that that resonated with me uh, in a lot of ways as well. But I mean, I just thought for all the hey, how are these guys going to be able to do seven matches, and and people saying oh they're just going to do the same shit over and over again. I mean, they weaved uh, an incredible story throughout the seven matches, and and to the to the to the point where by match seven. Phoenix and Alex and, and these guys don't have a, a, any issue whatsoever using this fucking hammer anymore they're just full on heels they're using the hammer they don't give a shit they're they're, they're just you know where it was you know it started off with a little bit of deliberation I ah, you know I'd like to not yeah, I don't want to win it that way that's not the right way to now the point where they're just full on heels and, and Phoenix is like I hey, gave me that fucking hammer screw these guys I'm gonna beat their asses or whatever so you had that story in there you had you know injuries you had guys getting beaten up in between you have Pac with the broken nose they you know have that that they could kind of weave in there you have Kenny Omega and then going to Japan coming back, you know, uh, his swollen eye and he's jet lagged and he's out there doing stuff. Uh, I think one of the Jacksons has like a broken toe or a broken something's broken on the finger or foot or something like that. There's, I mean, there's just there's been so much in there. And I think they have done a really, really good job of making these matches feel a little different as different as you can. At the end of the day, it's still the elite and it's still the death triangle. And there's still going to be a lot of things that are going to be very similar in these matches. But uh, I was a little worried they were going to get samey. And I think they halfway through kind of switched over to doing the DQ street fight stuff. And I think that kind of saved a little bit, because I think if you did seven straight matches, that might've gotten a little old. Whereas I I do think that they were able to kind of adapt and, and and change things. But ultimately now that it's over, it's like, yeah, this, this this rocks. I mean, I can't imagine having any real issues with this other than you're just a bad faith actor or something like that. I I don't know. I thought this best set. We got seven matches between these guys. uh, And every single one of them was, was, was pretty fucking great. So I don't know how I can complain. I think that, um,
0: Look, it was the death triangle and the elite. So these matches were going to be a lot of guys doing stuff. And there's really nothing wrong with that because that's why all of these people are over. And that's why all of these people are stars because they do stuff. But there was absolutely a through line from the first match to the last where the stories kept building on one another. I think my favorites were the pay-per-view match, the Chicago match. And this ladder match, the pay-per-view match, because Phoenix finally succumbs to Pac and he used the hammer and we got the surprise winners, right? Because we all thought the elite were going to just come back and win. But Phoenix kind of does like the heel turn or whatever and uses the hammer and and Death Triangle wins. I thought that had a very creative and a finish I didn't see coming that I felt dumb for not seeing coming the Chicago match because of all the CM Punk chants and that just had such an electric atmosphere. So I, I think that that one stands out for me too. Um you know I love when crowds do shit like that and just take take the atmosphere over in all the right ways. And I thought that that, that match that was really a, felt
1: special. A lot of fun. And and I I was there live so obviously I have a little bit of bias from it, but yeah. I thought it was like Fun. I mean, that that's one of those fun matches I've ever been in yeah. the audience for. I mean, that, that, that so so I'm biased, and I think that I have that one higher on my list. But you know, looking at the note of the chat room and seeing a few other people, a few other people do have that Chicago match pretty high as well. So, uh, including yourself yeah. who, who who ranks it high. So I'm glad to know that it's not just my bias of being there live that it, it was actually that fucking great to be there.
0: Yeah, I mean when I look back on this seven match series in five years or whatever, I'm gonna remember the finish from the pay-per-view. I'm gonna remember the atmosphere and the moment of the Chicago match. And then the then, you know, the wrestlers wisely playing into that, which is what you do when you're a pro wrestler. Um, and then this the 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 ladder match, you know, with the great finish that we had here where Phoenix gives Matt Jackson the pile driver on the ladder. It's kind of t- Take him out, a bump or whatever. He's holding the ribs, but you know he's able to give the one winged angel the phoenix. But then he's selling the one winged angel as well. And then Pac comes off with the black arrow, but Kenny gets the knees up, and then that allows Kenny with the injured midsection and all to scale the ladder and 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 pull down the, the the title belt and win the match. So, and 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 this match had a bunch of crazy wild ass fucking bumps in the lead up to that finish. So those are those are probably my three favorite, but. You know, they they even though the matches were a bunch of guys doing stuff because they had to be. It's these they guys. They still yeah, managed I to. don't want. <laughs> and it should be. That's yeah, I don't thing. want Kenny be. getting a hold and, and going, "All
1: right, Penna, let's rear this right. thing in here." Like,
0: but even w- with with all of the incredible spots and the wild shit that they did in the seven matches, there was still a very clear through line, and they still built from match to match and told a story from match to match. Even when they pivoted to the street fight that was because the elite was tired of getting screwed with the hammer. So Omega was like, look, why don't we just remove all of, of, of this bullshit and you guys can do whatever you want and we'll just make it legal. Let's just have a street fight. And Death track was like, all right, great. Now we don't have to hide the weapon. Like we'll, we'll agree to that. You know? So even when they pivoted to more, you know, no DQ style stuff, there was a reason for it, you know? And, and, they had finishes that played off of prior finishes. So um, they could have easily gone out there seven times and did the same flippy-do match, and it would have been crowd-pleasing to every one of those fans in all of those different cities. that all would have gotten over just the same, but they did put thought into it, and they did do match-to-match psychology, and they did do storytelling from match-to-match, and there was a through line from the beginning to the end. And that's a credit to them because they could have been – lazy from a um from an intellectual standpoint and just gone out there and done spots right and the crowds and, like, lazy you, a-
1: and you have a great point there that every one of those crowds would have popped just the same chicago would have popped yes. los angeles would have popped garland texas would have cuz it would have been them seeing it live and those crowds would have loved it but the viewers at home might have said, ah, eh, you know, this feels kind of the same as it was last week. But it wouldn't have mattered. Like a lot of most fans might and a lot of fans might just say, ah, you know what? Fine. Good enough for me. These guys are doing cool shit. This is cool. I enjoy this. But like you said, there's also the aspect too that the live crowds would probably still go absolutely nuts for every single one of those matches. But they didn't do that. They didn't take the easy route. And, and I respect the hell out of that.
0: Yeah, they told they told a seven match story. And, um, you know, they they, again, as I said, you know, from a mental standpoint, they could have been lazy about that, but they weren't. And I would never call them lazy from a physical standpoint with what they all put their bodies through. You know, that's you know, you knew that wouldn't be the case. You knew they're going to work hard. And injure themselves
1: and put themselves through physical. They all made it through, to be honest. I, I really thought somebody was going to. And then when Pac breaks his nose at full gear, it's like, oh, boy, <laughs> this is a bad start to them. But no, they they all, I mean, they're banged up, obviously. But yeah, the fact that nobody had to miss any time in this thing. that Given AEW's luck over the last year, I was like, oh, so you're going to book seven matches and think that these guys, with the way that they work, are going to be able to last seven matches? And they are. I mean, they're, they're probably a little sore. Probably going to have to maybe take a couple weeks off. But they fucking did it. The fact that Kenny yeah, had I mean, that, the old Osprey match in between these, like Jesus yeah. Christ. what? Yeah, And people are, there's, there There, are honest to God people on this earth that are like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know about this Kenny guy. <laughs> the fucking, what? Yeah. <laughs>
0: what? <laughs> he, flies, he flies to Japan, has one of the most physical matches we've seen in years. Ever. It's just, I
1: mean, ever. That's, it was-
0: flies back to America with a boot print on his face. And then and then has the seventh match here. And, and oh, by the way, it was a ladder match. And the first thing he does is go crash through a
1: table. I mean, right, does the rise of the Terminator right through a table. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, the guy went away for almost a year. He got his body right. And, you know, and this is a guy who worked through all of those injuries in two different companies before he took that time off, you know, pa- impact World champion. Yeah, in front of no fans <laughs> in impact wrestling. In front of no fans in impact of all places and worked hard. Again, he could have mailed it in in impact, but he didn't. He went out there and killed himself. The fucking death matches with Sammy Callahan. The match with, with uh Rich Swan, where Rich Swan got knocked loopy, and then Kenny had to carry the last half of it, and they did all that crazy shit. Like he didn't have to do that. And then you have people saying, ah, he didn't do nothing for impact. You know, <laughs> it's like Dorks working his ass off and and giving them their biggest ratings ever on that network. and it's like, I don't know. I look, I don't get it either that this the level of disrespect he gets in some circles. I think a lot of people though who were down on Kenny have come around on him it's
1: it's over, pretty impossible over. not to that they, they they now you look like a complete idiot like you now it's yeah. like you're obviously coming from some sort of bias or something because there's just i it's objectively <laughs> that guy is just. One of the best. He's one of the best. I mean, how can you not love this effort? We always say effort, 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 effort. That's how we could. There's nobody giving the effort that Kenny Omega is giving right now. Hey, look, if you think he's a dork. All right, whatever.
0: Sure. Yeah. Okay. I think FTR bald is a dork. Do I ever not give him credit for his. You named him him one half of the tag team of the year in the flagship awards. I, I do nothing but praise his work. Okay. You might think Kenny's a dork. You can't question his work ethic. I, I mean, he might be one of the hardest working wrestlers I've ever seen. You cannot question his work ethic and his drive to be the absolute best. And you might not even think he's the best. You might not even think he, he's as good as we do. You might not even think he's good. You have to respect the the, the, work, the work ethic. Rich, I just listened to Jim Cornette put over Kenny Omega. <laughs> through gritted teeth. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and Will Osprey for how hard they worked and how they beat the shit out of each right. other. Their match is now, he too had good, crit- though.
1: Their match is too good, though. That that was a that was a problem.
0: Now, he, now listen, he had other critiques, but even he could not deny how hard these guys went out there and worked, and what they put themselves through physically, and uh, and, and and it's like you cannot deny Kenny Omega's work ethic. That I can't accept under any circumstance. You can't. And um, you know, I think it's a it's it's. It it was appropriate that he was the one, the last man standing of the six, and he was the one to pull that title belt down, and um, you know, and and he you know he got he not only got healthy when he was gone, but look at the fucking shape he got into. This guy's pushing forty. He's made his millions now. He's been he's had all of these injuries, and he comes back looking like that, and working this hard. Rich, he doesn't.
1: We have to do this shit No he doesn't Yeah remember when he came back in that shirt and everybody just said oh no look at Kenny he's fat and he's out of shape and he has to wear a shirt now and we came on the show and said, like, ah, this guy thinks about wrestling a lot. I bet he's just doing that as a gimmick. And then the next week, he ripped his shirt off and he's fucking shredded. <laughs> he looks incredible and he's wrestling like crazy. And then, you know, he had his ribs taped and then he rips the tape off the ribs. And it's like, oh my God. Yeah. It, it, it's, and yeah, he looks fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't honestly see, other than the guy's a dork and you might not like him personally for some reason. I, 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 I don't know. Other than that, I honestly cannot take. Critique like we said about Will Ospreay, like if you're gonna I, I honestly can't take your Will Ospreay critiques anymore. Like I, I just I'm at a point where you're just I, I don't know, I don't value your opinion anymore. If that's the opinion you hold, that's kind of where I'm at with Omega too. I've been that way with Omega for a while, but like after this run, after these weeks, after this year or like just these last this last month, if you honestly can with a straight face tell me, ah, eh, I don't know, I don't know if I get it with Omega, like what are you talking about? What? Just an incredible you know, amount for, of effort, you know, incredible it's amount funny. of work.
0: Even Cornette said, I get why people who like this stuff like it. <laughs> so if Jim, Cor- yeah, if Jim Cornette big, has come around, big. You know, it's it's like – you know, it, it, and there's things he don't like about it. And I think some of it's performative, but – and I don't want to make this a that thing. No, I do don't. understand where he's coming from. I do understand where he's coming from with, with some of the stuff he doesn't like, even if I disagree with him. And I do think some of it's performative. But if if someone like even if someone like him is even coming around, because he doesn't dislike anyone as much as he dislikes Kenny Omega. I mean, we all know that. Um, so yeah, no, the, the series was great. And just the level of thought that Omega puts into all his matches. And I don't, you know, and and you know, the other five guys, obviously too, were phenomenal in the series. Um yeah, and the 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 mox hangman thing, you know, this was another talking point I had. I'd like your take on it. Um, a talking point I had today was, you know, for all the hand-wringing that people did regarding this Mox Hangman storyline at the start, ah, oh, they need to remind us why they hate each other. Ah, oh, we need a video package. Ah, oh, no one knows why they don't like each other. For all of that hand-wringing that was done at the start of this, Rich, right under our noses here, now that we've seen the first match that they've had, and now that we've seen that amazing post-match angle, where which I didn't see coming, where now it's like, hangman concussed Mox, right he got him back but hangman had this look on his face like he had he had a split emotions on it like he liked that he got his revenge but he also knew what he went through with his concussion right right
1: i've been now in this guy's position and shit i just did it to him i I got so caught up in my own emotions that i now put this guy in 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 what i was stuck in and, and yelling about and screaming about and getting mad about type of stuff yeah it was it was cool
0: and he had the perfect facial reaction. Like I'm not sure I how I feel about right. this. You know, and I got,
1: I got, I, I now, got, my emotions got the mo- best of me, and now I feel like an asshole doing this to this guy. And
0: now, man, I don't know. That, oh shit! Now you know, I don't know. Am I Lan- Lance happy Storm's about this or not?
1: Mind is going to explode when he sees that. By the way, he cannot fathom that Hangman didn't want to concuss his fellow competitor. <laughs> you know, that, that very idea, possibly impossible.
0: Yeah, but but the but the point I made. on on the review today was all of a sudden this is the best feud in wrestling
1: right is there a better one it's it's not bad yeah it's it's um i don't know chris sure because now uh, mom jeff jared i should say (laughs) jeff jared claimed i'm kidding yeah no it's it's awesome yeah it's 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 old school in a lot of ways too which is cool it's like the the all it is is like these two guys beating the fuck out of each other and 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 trying to decide how far is too far and 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 yeah no it's 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 great it's really really good
0: it's and you know Hangman in all of his promos was like I'm tired of your whining nobody cares about your stupid head no one cares about your concussion and now hang and now Mox is going to have to go through one right so now there's that whole aspect of it too and now you have Hangman who has these torn emotions like you know I got my revenge but shit do I did I really want to hurt the guy? and now they've perfect and now all the talk was well they can't drag this out to the pay-per-view and they didn't they did the match on tv but now there's an obvious yeah, rematch now gonna that it they can the do at the pay-per-view. They're
1: going to do it at the pay-per-view again for sure.
0: Yeah. And Mox gets his vacation that he didn't get when Punk punked. Because now he's going to go sell the concussion. And people want to doubt that this man knows how to book wrestling. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you want to talk about, you know, dealing with the circumstances you have. You know, Mox thrusted into the MJF feud when it was supposed to be punk. Mox not going on vacation when he was supposed to go on vacation. Hangman getting injured legit when he wasn't supposed to get injured. Leveraging that Hangman injury into a storyline. And then leveraging that into making sure Mox does get his time off. And then building that to another match that you're going to do in a pay-per-view that feels hotter than the first match. And people will tell you that Tony <laughs> Khan does not, not straight, know how to a straight progress. Face, yeah. So, This is now the hottest feud in wrestling. It's the best feud in wrestling. And it popped a number. So it worked. So, I mean, I don't know. I I think this feud has been brilliant. And came together brilliantly last night. And this was just great TV. Really from start to finish. With a couple awkward segments here or there. But again... Why is that like that? This is your rant now, and I'm going to step out of the way. Why does that always become the focus? It always,
1: always, always, always. And I don't know. We're probably guilty of it. We probably let it become a little bit of it. But it does feel like the discourse, it feels like good has become routine. So we just go, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, great match. Great, yeah, the Takeshi to Danoson. That was awesome. Yeah, Hangman and That was great. Yeah, the match was great. All right, let's talk. I didn't like the MJF promos. So now let's talk about that every minute of, of the day. And it's like, man, that's such a small little piece of the entire uh, uh- Yikes MJF called yeah. someone a rat. Yikes. <laughs> Which, like we're going to focus on that. By the way, Joe, I don't know what your thoughts were. I didn't listen to the Thursday Dynamite review. That promo fucking rocked and if you didn't think that promo rocked, I don't trust your your opinion about wrestling either.
0: I mean, I don't know. I don't look, there's just a certain segment of the fandom that you wants kinder, right? gentler heels. I I, I loved it. I it was great. great. I loved the he picked awesome. up some, yes.
1: I'm so glad of my I, was like, bits, I, was, I was like, well, Joe's going to definitely agree with me. And then I was like, oh, man, I don't know. And then I was like, wait, no, of course he's going to agree with me because he's a smart wrestler. Of course, MJF coming out there. And and and, and again, we could break down. I don't want to break down the entire promo because I'm sure you did it on Thursday Dynamite reviews. But like, again, like you said, the people, they want to hear
0: your rich. They want to hear your opinion. The people though. want my opinion. Okay. They never get. They never, they never get to hear your opinion on these dynamites. So that's why we're doing this. So go for it, man.
1: What I will say though is that if, it, like you said, people want cuddly heels, they they either want so evil they're completely unrealistic, like edge, you know. Putting Paul Bear yeah. in concrete and killing him and holding his hair and going. Rrr, 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 they want that because that's so out of the realm of just yeah. whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like you can't you don't suspend your disbelief. You don't actually hate the guy, but it's like, oh, he's bad. OK, whatever. Or like you said, they want cute, cuddly, like like a Seth Rollins heel who just kind of squeals. And it's like I'm oh. in on it. Right. I'm, yeah. I'm, Wink, I'm in on wing, the drill. nudge. Nudge. I squeal. I, I, I'm i I'm a heel. Yeah. Then you have MJF come out here, and he is just detestable. He's a fucking asshole the whole way. He's calling out Freddie Prince Jr. for no fucking reason. He's being an asshole to Takeshida, which, by the way, people saying, oh, my God, what a yikes, what a bad promo that. Oh, he's making fun of the fact that he doesn't speak Japanese or whatever. Guys, Takeshida spoke English at the end and said, kiss my ass. And the crowd went, yeah, yeah. like he proved yeah. that the heel was wrong and that he was an idiot cuz he goes we speak english or we speak american you dumb japanese guy and then the dumb japanese guy said oh what i said was kiss my ass or whatever in perfect english and the crowd went nuts so mjf looked like a goofball he looked like an idiot cuz he's yeah. an insecure fucking douchebag and he he got caught again he always gets caught he never actually succeeds in this shit you know he's the champion but like it's all it's all a house of cards right Hey, the bully who gets called out, and then you know doesn't. Yeah,
0: you know, and that's why he ran in a dead sprint when Danielson finally came out. Right, cause, you know, because he, he, Cause he you knows know, deep I, I down love the-
1: that he's not. Yeah, and then yeah, it, it, it's he's talking about rats and stuff. People, oh my goodness! Oh dear God! It's like come on. Nah,
0: it, look, it, look, he's it, being
1: an, uh, uh, it, how it, annoying. I mean, he's trying to tell you, oh yeah, you don't think I can last sixty minutes, and he goes with the lowest hanging fruit about talking about his dick and fucking people. It's just like it, it's it's the yeah, and that's the point, <laughs> right? You're supposed to think it's stupid. You're supposed to roll your eyes and
0: say this guy's an asshole. Like yeah, it's um even the take a shit a thing was like the lo- that's a cornet thing and that's the low hanging fruit. yes
1: yeah, low hanging and,
0: and and and. And everyone's like, well, he's I'm tired of him talking about Cornette. He knows that Cornette is the biggest heel to everyone in that crowd. <laughs> right, yes. Why do you think it's why he associates himself with WWE and Cornette and Disco Inferno? Because the, he knows that this, those are heels to this crowd. That's the point. That's the heat. You know, I, you, I don't and guess want what? The, Gentler. Heels. Guess what happened? I,
1: he came out. The people chanted MJF. He told him to shut the fuck up. He did his promo. By the end, everybody was booing him and cheering for Takeshida and Brian, Brian Danielson. If you don't get that, if you don't bingo, understand bingo. that, you're fucking lost. All right. He came no, out and, and he said MJF, who- MJF, MJF, MJF. And instead of just going like, yeah, or winking to the crowd, he said, hey, L.A., you're stupid, but I have the mic, you know. And from that point forward, he, he fucking turned him and then they hated him at the end because he was being an asshole. He turns them every time he, he turns them every time. And then,
0: we, and then we always have, and there's, there are real people out there who think he should be a baby face right now because the fans were cheering him when he came back, but he worked his ass off to turn those fans back against him. And people don't understand this. It, it, it's, it's, it, it's infuriating in a way. And like you said, he got Takeshida and Danielson over at the end of the day. Now, do I think it took too long for Danielson to come out? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That didn't for make sure. a ton for of sure. sense. They could have structured this a little differently. You know, it took forever for why did why was Danielson in the back listening to MJF run down Freddie Prince Jr. and Ken Jong? I mean, you know, he, logically, but you know, sometimes in pro wrestling, you know, what are you gonna do? Irish whips don't make sense either. <laughs> I was gonna I mean, say I don't guys turn around and hit the
1: corner sometimes. So.
0: I, you know, I, I, you know, it's like. I popped big though when he was ripping Jong, and he was like, uh,
1: <laughs> re- "Oh, well, we this still right, right up my alley." "Dr. Like, Ken, oh wait, no, we can't because it got canceled." Yeah, <laughs> I could have written that joke, and then A and then turns I... around speaking of guys, I would like to get canceled, Freddie Fritz Jr. <laughs> yeah, I love. There's people, Joe. There's honestly got people that were just with their arms crossed, going, hmm.
0: Uh, he references a show he references a sitcom that got canceled six years ago <laughs> Doctor Ken. it's so great He's and did you, like, yeah. did you see do you see how jong sold it
1: too He's yeah, like, oh, yeah, it was good. yeah yeah he was just <laughs> like <laughs> fucking, oh you got great. me you fucker <laughs> I,
0: I was getting text messages from people like oh how great was that ken jong dr ken reference i'm like <laughs> i know i'm like that's the kind of references we make to each other like fucking bringing up dr ken from six years ago that's such a good reference because it is a fucking bomb, you know. You're not gonna bring up Mass Singer. That's a success.
1: You bring up fucking Doctor Ken, <laughs> right? Yeah, I he's on shows. He's... That again, again, we're talking about this guy gets it. Ken is on things that you can bring up. Successful things. Successful things. Many successful things. Yeah he was on <laughs> you know he brings up dr ken which yeah got canceled I, like seven years ago after one season or two seasons or whatever it was a, a historic bomb yeah it's the best it, i sells don't it. get it. It,
0: it and sells it yeah. i love him selling it
1: yeah no nah, you know i don't know um
0: you know scooby-dooby douchebag
1: oh this guy's this guy's lame yes yes thank you yeah correct you are correct you are right yes, yes.
0: yeah it's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's terrible. That's the point. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I liked it. Great. I just
1: thought it was, thought it was constructed. it was long. just thought it was a, construct- little, long. a little long, a little we long. We could have condensed it a little bit, but
0: I don't even mind the length necessarily. It was the construction of it. Like Danielson took too long to come out. You know, it, it, it may have worked better if Danielson and Takeshita were already both in the ring. Then MJF comes out and does all that shit from the stage while Danielson and Takeshita are like, come on, we just want to wrestle. You know, I don't know. There could have been a different way to do it to where Danielson didn't take six hits to come to the ring. But then when MJF ran out of there like a full sprint, I mean, you know, that's just, it's just great stuff. Um, You know, and then then the match obviously was fantastic. But Takeshita has to start winning, Rich. This guy has to win some fucking matches. Yeah, we're getting
1: to that that point. Yeah, he's got to start. You know, yes, you can have him pass out from the pain, a bunch of, but he's got to start. Yeah, he's got to start racking up some W's.
0: Yeah, he, you know, and it's like it was one thing before he was signed and you knew he was going back to Japan. Well, he's your guy now. Right. And you gotta, the, the
1: clock has started. The clock started for a year. Let's let, let's 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 do this now.
0: And AEW fans are forgiving and they're the best crowd in the world in terms of they have the kind of fans who will stay behind someone if they're a good wrestler, even if they're not pushed. But even they're going to have their limits and they're going to start viewing him as a jobber if he doesn't start winning some matches. And then it's going to be harder to push him. They're still in a period now where you can turn up the dial on him and people will rally behind him, but you're you're with every loss, and I don't care about the YouTube. Ma- don't bring up the YouTube matches to me; they do not matter. With every because he he has lost every match on TV. With every loss, it makes it a little bit harder to then push him if you want to push him. So it's time for him to start winning some matches. My suggestion was a little one or two week feud with Smart Mark. Sterling and Tony Nese because Nice could have a great match with him and Nice loses to everybody. And that's Nice's job. And you can get him rolling with that and then move him up to somebody a little higher on
1: the card, but he has to start beating somebody on TV. Uh, and then now let's get to uh, what was not on this week's episode of dynamite. We discussed it last week. Uh, in terms of how they were going to build this, the mystery opponent in the women's match. But then it was Tony Storm. But then Britt did the promo where she said the boss. And then Sheeta was upset during the promo. So we kind of connected some dots and said, okay, well, yeah, we're probably going to get Mercedes in some way or shape or form. Uh, she did not come out. They heavily teased it, obviously, on last week's Dynamite. They kept the mystery tag partner for a while. Uh, then they announced Tony Storm was in the match. But, you know, again, we let our our, our imaginations run a little wild with, with the Britt promo. And then the match happened, it ended, no, no money. no Mercedes, did not show up this week on Dynamite. So what do we think, A, how AEW handled the situation, and, and maybe B, should we close the door on her being in AEW whatsoever? I don't think that we should, but I, I don't know, I did think that this was handled a little strange, the, the, this, this whole situation with the, with the, with with the mystery partner and then kind of teasing her and then obviously not delivering her this week.
0: The match and the mystery partner was announced before the Mike Johnson report that she would be at Wrestle Kingdom. That's number one. They revealed who the mystery partner was before the match hit the ring. They told you it was Tony Storm. That's number two. To me, the only misstep they made was Brit with the boss comment. We talked about that last week. I would not have done that. I would not have aired that. That was the only misstep they made here. You take that away. That's your own fault if you thought Sasha was going to be there because they gave you no indication that she would be and no reason to think, to think that she would be. The boss line was a, was a misstep. That gave people some expectations.
1: Now- well, it, and that's what AEW has done a lot. We, we, we always reference like yeah. the punk thing, and they've done it a few times, that they'll usually lead. They have seemed to take the, the stance of, instead of just telling you this person's coming, we're going to put enough little crumbs that we know that you're smart enough to realize, oh, okay, I get what you guys are doing. Okay. And that's what they did with that Brit line. Anybody with any sort of modicum of thought said, oh, okay. We understand what's happening now. That's why that line's happening. And they've delivered on almost all of those so far. Every time that they've sort of put that crumb there, put that little nugget there, they've delivered on it. They didn't do that this time yet. Now, that's not to say that she won't come at some point and that line isn't going to have relevancy in, in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks or, or whatever. But the fact that people sort of put two and two together of the mystery partner the boss line, yeah, you announced Tony Storm, but then there was Sheeta was upset in the promo, so you're like, oh, okay, well, that's that's the out or whatever. There was a lot of stuff kind of swirling around, and, and you logically thought the way that this company has done stuff that, okay, this there's too much smoke to this fire. She's going to be there. And that was a misstep by doing that. They, if they just didn't do that boss line, we would come on the show, and we said that a couple of weeks ago. We said it is not on AEW to tell you that she's not here because they haven't, they haven't said anything. They haven't told you she's going to be here. They haven't done anything to tell you that she's going to be here, so it's okay. When they do that boss line, that's when they kind of did the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's them sort of kind of telling you she's going to be there, and I don't blame people for them thinking that she was going to be there on Wednesday and getting upset that she wasn't there.
0: Well, I mean, who really got upset? I mean, I heard that when the lights went out after the match because they were going to play a Rampage promo that some people... Uh, thought that maybe the lights were going out for her, and then they booed a little during the Rampage promo. But other than that... Yeah, Jericho got him right back. Jericho got him right back afterwards, so... Yeah, and it didn't affect the heat of the match at all. Like, the match was a good match, and it was hot. So, um, I don't know. Isn't this no harm, no foul? What's the problem here?
1: Like, I, I agree. I, I mostly I'm agree. Yeah, I, we, we had to talk about it this week, obviously, because we, we've, we've been yeah. strongly talking about it a lot. But I, I, I kind of agree. Like, I don't think... If that boss line is there to sort of tease that she's going to come at some point, that's fine. I just think they 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 should have just not put that line. If that line happens next week, I agree. Yeah, we're fine. You know what I mean. If that if that line happens next week, then then we're fine. It doesn't. It's not that big of a deal. The fact that it was a mystery partner for a while in early January when everybody knew that she was probably going to be free, and then once they get announced her for Japan, and we're still, what you could have done if you really wanted to was announce Tony Storm a little bit earlier. And, and kind of nip that in the bud if you want and then just not do the boss line. And then it would have been fine. All right, and-
0: okay, listen, the boss line is the problem. Why do I have to change my storylines because people think someone's coming that's not? I'm sorry. I don't agree with that. Like they, that wasn't their fault. Other than the boss line, none of this is on them in my opinion. Now the boss line changes things to some degree, but I still don't see why it's a wrestling promoter's responsibility to have to come out and say that someone isn't coming to your company because who's to say she's
1: not anyway? Right. Right. And and that's my thing is like that line might not be entirely a throwaway but they should have just placed it in a better spot. That that line would have worked next week, a week after whatever. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's it, it gave people too much of a wink wink nudge nudge and that was probably a misstep from them. That they didn't. This was not the week to kind of tell people, "Hey, you never know." know, yeah, 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 yeah. like it, it, it left it left it open for interpretation. That most people took. Most people took that as the interpretation, myself included, uh, and then did not deliver on that. Is you know, it's just you don't want to do too much of those sort of things. This is a company that's done a great job, a great great job of of, of earning and and delivering on the trust of the of their customers or their fans, uh, and they shouldn't lose too much sight of that. They should at least keep that in mind moving forward. But ultimately, not I f- that big of a deal. I, f-
0: I feel like
1: if they were chanting her name during the match
0: or audibly booing, uh, you know, or something like that while the match is going on, I'd be more open to this. Had they just timed that Rampage promo a little different, none of this happens and we're not even talking about it. We're talking about booze off air because the lights went out for a promo. Where if they t- if they just time the show differently and there's a different segment uh immediately following that women's match and the lights don't go out we're not even there's no negative reaction whatsoever and we're not even talking about this now if there had been like i said chance during the show because people were you know we want sasha or something during the match or even after the match once the fans were annoyed that she wasn't there if they had killed the next segment or the main event by chanting her name and all those things, then you can say, all right, they really fucked this up real bad. But to me, this is all no harm, no foul. What was the what what was the negative outcome here? Or what happened? We got a couple of booze when the lights went out that nobody heard uh from home. So I mean, even from that standpoint, I don't see well, like, what like what's the damage? Like what's who's angry? There were some people angry for 30 seconds last night in the building, and they quickly got over it and responded well to the rest of the show so i mean if the lights went out and i was there i would have i would have been waiting for sabu honestly not not money i would have been like oh sabu no finally finally (laughs) it's sabu no it's not no not sabu once again i've been thwarted but um yeah i don't know and then maybe she is coming and if she is coming then the boss line was fine i mean because then she was tipping something off for down the line um but I don't know whether she's coming or not. Mulehausen said she's coming, but well, <laughs> that guy's gotten some things wrong. You know? <laughs> well, <paid>. um, <laughs> you know, let's not take that one to the
1: bank just yet. <laughs> so,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. There's people in the chat saying, "Oh, it's a bad story." Like, what was bad about it? It's not Khan's fault. You thought it was Sasha Banks. I'm sorry. It's on you. They never gave you any indication. It's not his fault.
1: I would have what I would have done is is maybe read the room a little bit better and not do the mystery. I know that the mystery opponent was probably to lead to Sheeta getting upset about it or, or and, and and getting annoyed or whatever. I, I would have just not done the mystery thing. If you knew if it was ultimately going to be Tony, just announce Tony and, and, and Soraya versus right. You know, well, OK, that's
0: fine. I understand. But why do I have to book my company around some random free
1: agent who's out there? And that uh, might be she's not a rant. I don't, I don't know if I count her as a random free agent. That's a pretty what? big deal.
0: And no one even knew. No one knew when they announced the mystery partner. That was before the news broke. She was going to New Japan. Nobody was talking about Sasha coming in before that. That wasn't a talking point anywhere. Not until the New Japan news broke. So now this guy's supposed to tear up his booking plans and his little story that he got because people might think something. I don't know. I don't know. I I just, I think this is, I don't think that's his fucking problem. I just don't. What does every promoter in the world have to come out and say she's not coming? (laughs) Right, 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 right. You know, I mean, what are we doing? She's a nice wrestler and she's a star. She's not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I mean, I think we overdo it a little with her sometimes too. And I, and I do nothing but praise her, but I mean, for fuck's sake, it's not John Cena. I mean, we, we should pump the brakes a little with her, too. I mean, you know. All right, she sold 600 tickets. Good for her. I mean, you know, this isn't Luthez. Let's relax. We don't have to rip up our booking plans to satiate some 16-year-old Sasha Stans who might be a little angry because she doesn't show up on Dynamite. And right, now I'm getting annoyed. Kreech.
1: <laughs> like
0: she's Jim Londos. All right, <laughs> calm down.
1: Lando. That's a Jim people,
0: I mean, seriously,
1: people feverishly Googling Jim Landis to figure out who the all hell right, is that? Some,
0: people, some people booed when the lights went out. They'll live. They like the rest of the show.
1: Yeah, it seemed like it didn't. It didn't. I was kind of worried that it, and it didn't affect the show. Like I said, Jericho came out and nobody cared anymore. Everybody was fine with it. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And ultimately, it might not be all it might. It might actually pay off later. You know, they're, they're, she, if she does come in, then the boss line will make a little bit of sense. If she doesn't come in, it's kind of like a weird line to do at, at, at a weird time to do it. But, you know.
0: Yeah, well, that's the other thing. What if she does show up? Then what are we even doing here? But yes, the boss, if she's not coming, that boss line was a mistake.
1: Right. That's done. I do, I did, that, that, I, I do uh, a retape on that and say, eh, let's, let's maybe leave the boss line out for just now.
0: Yeah, I said that last week. Yeah, I would have taken that out. Absolutely. If she wasn't the part, I would have taken that out. No doubt about it. But at the end of the day, I don't think it really caused that much
1: of a problem. No, no. Ultimately, I agree. Yeah, ultimately, I agree. Um, Real quickly, uh, Ring of Honor, uh, returning to WrestleMania weekend. Supercard of Honor 2023 taking place Friday, March 31st, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, the show will take place in the Gallon Center, I believe that's how you pronounce it, Gallon Center at USC. I think it's about 10000 for basketball, so probably seven $8,000, you would say, for, for wrestling. I don't know if they've ever had a wrestling show there to, to, to look at attendance-wise, but uh, uh, that's on Friday, same day as, uh, as SmackDown as well as the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony, so they're going up against it. And uh, during the taping, uh, Tony Khan said that uh, it would feature talent from AEW. Uh, as well as other promotions across the world. So Ring of Honor, Supercard of Honor, Tony keeping the tradition alive. You know, last year it was a, hey, they already had this thing booked, uh, so, you know, I, I'm going to run it anyway, but Tony's kind of always said that he didn't want to really run WrestleMania weekend. He wanted to stay away from it, uh, but the opportunity to run Supercard of Honor, WrestleMania weekend was, was too much for him to pass up, so he did it. And I'm fine with it. At least there's one good show on WrestleMania weekend. So. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> at, least, at least one show <laughs> will be worth watching, so... It's cool.
0: It, it's going to be interesting to see what the show looks like on the um, on the Honor Club service and if, you know, I, I think people are going to be, the people who didn't like ROH involvement on the AEW television, who think that that's not going to happen anymore because of the Honor Club show, I think you're going to be disappointed. Very wrong, yeah. Because you cannot sell pay-per-views and you cannot sell tickets strictly with that honor club show. I mean, it helps obviously, um, but you're going to have to get ROH back on the Turner channels in order to sell tickets and sell pay-per-views, which is what they did for their three shows in 2022 to massive levels of success. The the three pay-per-views Tony Khan ran, the three ROH pay-per-views were the three most successful pay-per-views in the history of ring of honor in terms of pay-per-view buys the, um I got some numbers right here. The Death Before Dishonor show in Massachusetts drew 3100
1: fans. Do you know what Death Before Dishonor drew last year, Rich? Death Before Dishonor last year probably like 250-400 somewhere in, in that range. 340 fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh Final Battle drew 2700 fans versus
0: 1600 last year. Supercard of Honor drew 2000 fans. The point here is None of that happens if ROH doesn't have a presence on AEW TV. And I know not everyone out there has to give a shit about the business side of wrestling. And you are more than entitled to just give a shit about your personal entertainment. But, and here's the big but, this is a business. And clearly, pushing ROH storylines on AEW TV was good for business it led to the three most successful pay-per-views in the history of ring of honor it led to selling more tickets for death before dishonor alone than roh sold uh i think in total last year so um that's probably close and i didn't do the math on it but it's close enough to where it it could be true um so you know he's booked a 10,000 seat building for super card of honor. So you're going to have to push ROH storylines on AEW television again. It's just the reality of it. And it worked last year. So they're going to go back to that. Well, this year, what was also interesting is he said, you're going to see AEW and other, you know, I don't know if he named new Japan specifically, but international talent because it's super card of honor. And that's always been the tradition with that show anyway. But, Again, this guy is in the business of selling tickets and pay-per-views. So, you know, it's I I have a feeling Supercard of Honor is going to be a loaded, loaded show that has the potential to do mega business. And I think that Ring of Honor is poised to have a pretty big year from a ticket selling and pay-per-view standpoint, even bigger than the year they had last year, because they can still push the product on TV. Even though it's going to annoy some people, they're going to have to deal with it. And now they have the the weekly honor club show that they're going to roll out shortly too, which is going to help. And they're going to load these shows up. And I think they're going to do better year-over-year business, even without getting real TV yet. Because you still have that exposure on Wednesday and Friday nights that they're going to utilize. So the fact that they're running a 10,000-seat building tells you that Khan is not taking his foot off the pedal here. He's putting it down on the pedal. And going full steam ahead with this Ring of Honor and trying to build it and and build upon uh, you know, the success that they had last year. So and I'm all for it because I thought the Ring of Honor shows were tremendous.
1: I thought all three of them were. Oh, they've were all great. been great. Yeah, yeah. The pay-per-views have delivered big, big time.
0: Yeah. So um yeah, we'll see. And then, you know, now with the additional information we have that he didn't even attempt to sell the television outside of his current television partners. Uh, maybe he could have sold it to someone, but he strategically, he didn't want to piss anybody off. He doesn't want to go against them. He doesn't want to compete with his own television networks. And that might be the smarter
1: long-term play. Time will tell on that. Right. He might have to eat shit for a year here, but that, yeah, yeah that, that it could work out better in the end. And maybe as a result, you
0: know, he only puts 4,000 people in this 10,000 seat building. Cause he doesn't have TV. And maybe he does eat shit for a while, but long-term it might've been the smarter play than to make your new bosses at Warner Brothers Discovery uh, you know, think that you're competing with them, with this alternate product because it's airing on you know a competing network. So that ultimately might prove to be a wise move. But I'm encouraged that they're running such a big building because I want to see the Ring of Honor brand grow and I want more
1: good wrestling. I know that sounds wild. Yeah, hold on a minute. <laughs> okay. Pop the brain. What, what are you saying? You want you like good wrestling.
0: I enjoy You like accessible good wrestling. Good wrestling. Yes, I do. Hmm. And this idea that they should just, ah, he should just get rid of Ring of Honor and take the tape library, fold it all into, run, run everything with the AEW. I want more good wrestling. So even if it is foolish for Tony to do that, like, it's okay with me as a fan because I'm going to get another promotion that I can sink my teeth. It's not your money. It's
1: also not your money. So I don't really care if it's foolish (laughs) business wise. And I don't really think it is foolish business wise, but regardless, I don't either, but I don't want to have that argument today. But the the
0: point here is the three shows that he's run have been fantastic. I want more of that. That was very encouraging. If those shows stunk, I wouldn't, you know, but they were great. So there were three of the best pay-per-views of the year. So, of course I want more of that and I want to see what it looks like weekly. So uh, I'm very encouraged. I I genuinely do think ring of honor is poised for a pretty big year, even without the, the, the real TV deal, but we'll see.
1: Uh, moving along here, let's talk about the FSM 50 just released uh, this week at uh, voices of You could find it there. Voice of wrestling.com. Just look up for the SFF uh, SM 50 uh, defining spirit magazine. 50 it obviously used to exist in the uh, magazine uh, magazine is defunct. And we've decided that voice of wrestling would, would, would carry the mantle and we've been doing it for the last couple of years. Now uh, I think three years, maybe four uh, doing it uh, on voice of wrestling, but uh, do have to say that's, Despite the fact that the panel has always been secret and we've sort of alluded to that, you know, maybe we get involved in some of the, you know, aspects of it that we don't, you know, we don't know who that JL guy and that RK. We, we, we revealed that uh, this year, we finally decided to, to let the cloak go and, and we are part of the panel. So we voted on it. You voted on it. Uh, or I voted on it. You did. Uh, Alan Case Lowe from, from Voices of Wrestling. Uh, Scott Edwards, who writes a lot of stuff for uh, Voices of Wrestling. Gerard, uh, who co-hosts the, uh, the Emerald Flow show. Uh, here on the uh, Voice Wrestling Podcast Network, he also was a part of the panel. Uh, a few other people as well, but uh, yeah, the list is out. Uh, you can read it at uh, at uh, VoiceWrestling.com. As I said, it's the definitive uh, ranking of the fifty best wrestlers in the world. And uh, number one, perhaps you know, unsurprising to most people, Will Osprey. Uh, number one, he he won it a couple years ago as well. Uh, got it back this year. Uh, number two was Kazuchika Okada. What? Oh, sorry, go ahead.
0: Yeah, I was.
1: You look at them at in clusters of five maybe sure yeah that, like do that, it that way yeah we'll, we'll do that okay so you got will number one so, uh, uh, Okada at number two Shun Skywalker number three John Moxley number four and uh, the aforementioned Kanosuke Takeshita at uh, number five so that is your top five right there Takeshita, Moxley, Shun Skywalker, Okada Will Ospreay
0: yeah so first thing I want to say is there's nine. it's a nine person panel okay and the final list is not a reflection of any one person's tastes or, or, or list or anything like that. Um, you know, do I agree with the final 50? No. I mean, look, do I think there'd be nine stardom wrestlers in the top 50 wrestlers in the world? I think that's absurd personally, but the panel spoke. Um, do I think there's too much dragon gate? I absolutely think there's too much dragon gate. Um, I, I don't think, shooting skywalkers anywhere close to the third best wrestler in the world in fact i didn't even have him in my top 50 um but the panel spoke so it's not about what i think what rich thinks what any one panelist thinks the panel spoke and i i do think though after getting some criticism last year we may have acquiesced to the joshi crowd a little too strongly here there's a lot of do we really need nine stardom wrestlers plus some others on this i i don't i don't think we do but it is what it is, and um, you know, I, I think that I think that Joshi is overrepresented. I think that some of the Dragon Gate wrestlers are, are way too high, and I think that what's underrepresented was lucha and WWE. And I think that in the case of lucha, we tried our best, get some lucha experts to participate. Um, they all declined, or, you know, and and I, I get it. There's political reasons and things like that. i understand i'm not mad at anybody for not participating i wish we could have gotten a a, a lucha focused voter um because it may have bumped some of the lucha people who did make the final list up a couple spots and it may have gotten a few people on um so i think that's something that we should continue to try to work on and um you know and 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 i do think wwe was a little underrepresented. Um, you no, know, a little, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I don't think there needed to be, you know, nine or 10 WWE people in the final 50, but, um, do I think some of the WWE wrestlers finished a little lower than they probably should have? I do. Um, it's funny because. Earlier in this show, I just said that if I had the money, I would buy WWE and fold it. But, <laughs> when it. but when it comes to the FSM 50, and you know this, Rich, I'm usually the one advocating for WWE wrestlers. Like I'm usually the guy arguing
1: for Roman. Right. A couple years this ago, you're year- like, guys, we have to have Roman on this list, <laughs> and we we're all like, ah, fuck you. No, we don't. So yeah, um, and it, it's now this year I didn't have Roman
0: in my top 50, and I didn't push for Roman because I don't think he deserved it this year. Because I don't think Roman had the matches this year. When you look at Roman's matches this year, he had some, a couple, like he had the Logan Paul match. And there were a couple others that were, that were good matches. But I don't think Roman had his best bell to bell year because he's doing this character. You know, and I think it's hurting his match quality. And this list is all about match quality. It's not about business. It's not about how big of a star you are. It's not about where you work. There's plenty of lists that factor that stuff in. WWE gets their flowers in plenty of places. Not everything is for them. Okay? Even though I'm arguing that they were a little underrepresented, not everything's for them. We talk about this during Hall of Fame season. These deep, nerdy things like the FSM 50 and the one Hall of Fame, that's not for you. You know, WWE gets enough flowers from all corners. When Sports Illustrated or Sporting News put out their year-end list or some of these other sites that are, wwe focused; they get plenty of flowers sometimes some of these things can be for the niche and there's nothing wrong with that okay do i think they were a little underrepresented i do did i have more wwe wrestlers on my 50 than anybody else had yeah i did i had four and i don't think anybody else had that many and i think only two made the final list gunther and sheamus very well earned in both cases I had Cody 17th overall because I loved those Seth Rollins matches. And I thought, you know, the latter match with, with Guvera was great. And I'm one of the only people who had Seth on his list. So, you know, the people who say that we're shitting on WWE well, don't come to me. I mean, you know, I usually am the one fighting for him, but anyway, those are my overall thoughts on the list, but I'm always proud of it. Even with the minor things that I disagree with, and they are minor things. I'm not losing sleep at night because there's 11 Joshi wrestlers in the top 50, which I think is absurd. But it's, it doesn't bother me to the core. Um, but overall, yeah, the t- anyway, the top five, I mean, I had four of those five in my personal top five. So I obviously have no issue with how the top five shook out, uh, with the exception of shooting Skywalker. That one confuses me a little, but I, I accept that I'm the outlier.
1: Uh, real quickly, since we do have a few more topics to get to and and, and try to go kind of quick. And obviously, you can see the whole list at, uh, at com. But you have Aguchi from uh, DDT, uh, Dex Harwood, number seven, uh, Keito Kiyomiya, uh, number eight, uh, L. Lindemann, and Shuri, the uh, uh, first she represented there, at number 10.
0: Yeah, I mean... Um the thing with Dax I'll
1: address that right let's let's some... talk, that that's what I circled is why Dax and 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 where's where's hair well hair's not going to appear why are the FTR not a team why is Dax by himself let's talk about that because we that was a big discussion so the decision was made to split up Dax
0: and Wheeler because Dax had all of those singles matches and Wheeler didn't the only Wheeler singles match was against Dax and Dax had all of those really cool singles matches so A lot of people said, well, the Bucks are on there as a team, and and the Briscoes are on there as a team, but Dax is on there by himself, and he's ranked seventh. And then Wheeler, who had the same year as Dax, he's in the top 50s in the honorable mentions. Well, the difference was Dax had such a a deep singles resume that the decision was made to split them up. I pushed to rank Wheeler in the 50, but again – it's a collective it's nine people and some people ranked them as a team. Some people ranked them apart at the end of the day, the decision was made to split them and Dax finished where he finished. And I think it was a fair spot. And we did make note of um, Wheeler in the honorable mentions. So um, I had Dax uh, 13th on my list. So um, yeah, he he actually finished better than he did on mine overall because he uh, he finished seventh. But that was the reason that FTR was split, similar to why the Lucha Brothers are split because Pentagon and Phoenix have enough of a singles resume on their own right. to where they justify being split up. So it wasn't just FTR either. In the case where these tag teams have enough of a singles resumes on their own, we split them. But you look at like the Young Bucks; they never wrestle apart. It'd be so ridiculous, yeah. It'd be to
1: ridiculous to 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 say, and that, that in the past. I know when I voted in the past, I have put them as Matt and Nick, but I just always put them back-to-back because it's like I can't who in good conscience could be like ah you know what Nick is number 11 but i ah, Matt, mad he's 14 like what are you doing just I always put them back-to-back and every year I would switch which order I did all right this year Matt's gonna be and then I was just like well, just do the box, just say the young bucks like they are they are one they are a symbiotic being like just vote the young bucks don't 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 complicate it but yeah with Daxon and, and 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 Wheeler you you have to do that this year because they are they have very different years they have incredibly different years yeah.
0: So to me, it, it yeah I agreed with. I split them on my list. Yeah. And same. some people had them together, but the decision was made ultimately to split them up, and I think it it was a decision that made sense.
1: Uh, Young Bucks. Speaking of, they were number eleven. Mike Bailey, number twelve. Brian Danielson, number thirteen. Suzu Suzuki, uh, number fourteen, and number fifteen Yuki Yoshioka from uh, Dragon Gate.
0: Um. Yeah, I voted for three of those people. Yeah. Uh, and had them relatively high. So yeah.
1: Uh, and then moving on, uh, what did I do? Yoshi, I stopped Yoshioka. Uh, Saya Kamatani at number 16, Gunther at 17, Chris Jericho 18, 19 was Shingo Takagi, and number 20 was Tomohiro Ishii was uh, rounding out that. So I was kind of surprised right, that so, Shingo was as high as Shingo uh, was because, I man, I don't know that he had a great, great – I don't know if he had that, a top 20 year this year. I'll defend him. His first half of his year was as great as it always is. He had the Wrestle Kingdom match with Okada.
0: He had True. the great yeah, Japan yeah. cup. Okay. He had the great New Japan Cup and G1. The back half of the year, he was mixed up with the King of Pro Wrestling junk. But you have to give Taichi credit for grabbing that the championship and making the most of it. Because they had two excellent matches, including a match of the year contender in December with the King of Pro Wrestling stuff. So he didn't mail it in when he got that King of Pro no, Wrestling. No, no. He, he did for, it as know, about as good as anybody's done. Yeah. So I. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think when you look at his year as a whole, it makes sense. Now the one now in that grouping, here's the thing. If you're telling me that there's nineteen wrestlers in the world today better than Tomohiro Ishii, you're fucking out of your mind. So it's like I get it. I'm, I think I had him fourth. Where did I have Ishii? I had him fourth. Um, there's no fucking way there's nineteen wrestlers on this planet better than Tomohiro Ishii. I you know, but look again. That's why you have a panel and people finish where they finish. Gunther, for people, we have a lot of listeners who don't watch WWE. Well earned seven. Trust me, I watched all the matches. Okay. Guy had a great year. The 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 Seamus matches, if you haven't seen them, including the Imperium versus Brawling Brute stuff.
1: Yes. I, I will. I'm I will, telling you, you it's know,
0: worth your time. Mm-hmm.
1: I would agree. I, I hate all worth just about everything Luther, that the company does, but, but those are fucking great. Those are great.
0: It was a great feud. It was only a month long. So you only have three or four matches worth to watch to, to get a sense for it. You know, they had the two singles matches and then they had a bunch of tags, TV tags. And then the one tag on the pay-per-view, I think it was extreme rules if I'm not mistaken, but um, yeah, well-earned.
1: Uh, and then uh, quickly here, the uh, top 20, then Ray Phoenix, number 21, Diamante, 22, uh, Kento Miyahara, 23, El Desperado, 24. Uh, and I believe there's a different way to pronounce this, but uh, I'll just go with AZM, uh, 25. There, there's another way to pronounce it. I forget. Um, so that's a
0: really low finish for Kento Miyahara by his standards. Right, right. But he didn't have a great he didn't have a vintage Kento Miyahara year. He just didn't. He was playing second fiddle to Jake Lee. He 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 didn't have a lot of super high end matches, so that would explain that. If people are a little confused, Azumi, Azumi
1: is how you pronounce uh, A Z M. So, all righty, I don't want to do the E I T A. I I knew it was something else, but I forget uh, what it was there. Uh, Number twenty six, Julia. Twenty seven, Yuma Aoyagi. Twenty eight, Pock. Uh, 29, Mayu Iwatani, and then number 30, Aussie Open, the, the, the tag team of Aussie Open. So there you go, another tag team. Another
0: good example. It. Would have made no sense to split them. Would have made no sense. They wrestled together all year, and they had a great year.
1: Uh, Alright, and then moving on, Kano at uh, 31, Starlight Kid at 32, Tatsuya Naito 33, Dragon Daya at, 20, at 34, uh, and Nakano at 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I did... There, um- Oh, any, anything else on those? I was asking you. You have anything else to add on? That? Uh, I don't not really. On that. No, no. Now we're getting to the point of the list where it's like I don't know.
0: Honest, honest. I mean, honestly, Naito probably is better than a lot of the people ahead of him. Sure. I mean, but that's a nitpick
1: for sure, for sure. Uh, I thought this guy. This is. I wrote the write up for number thirty six, Josh Alexander, which I was just like, could not believe he finished thirty six. I was like, yeah, that's that's just. And I get it people don't watch impact. People don't know about impact, but that dude, I mean, the unsung, I, the first line of my thing is the unsung hero for wrestling in 2022. I, I, Josh Alexander was fucking great. Uh, 36 is, is that, that I, that was the one I, if it was worth the time, I would argue about it, but it was just like, all right, whatever. But yeah, I, I really do think he needed to be a little bit higher. Uh, Seamus at 37, Daniel Garcia, at 38, Bandito at 39 and, uh, hero, Erie eerie, uh, at number 40. Uh, anything on those yeah. before I round it out?
0: Alexander, if he had the same exact year in any other company, would have finished higher. Um, I think there's a serious argument to be made that Sheamus is the greatest television wrestler in WWE history. The amount of time he's been there and the quality of his output. TV matches. Who's been better for
1: longer? And he's been doing it for probably about 15 years now at this point, basically. I just got done watching the 2010 Royal Rumble for uh, Rumble Rewind. Uh, on on flagship patreon and it's like seamus is like the champion and i'm like oh my god it's 2010 and seamus is like the champion of the company and it's 2023 and he's still still going he's still there so yeah wild uh, i'm gonna do the final 10 just all at once uh here 41 adam page 42 ricky knight jr uh 43 at Oyagi. 44, uh, Vikingo. Again, that's probably way, way, way too low for Vikingo. He probably needs to be uh, much higher on that list, but again, it was hard to get Lucha representatives. Uh, 45, CM Punk. 46, the Briscoe Brothers. 47, Swerve Strickland. Uh, 48, Takuma Fujiwara. 49, Mirai, I believe is how you pronounce it. Sorry if I'm doing that wrong. And the number 50 was Jamie Hader.
0: Hangman, if people are wondering, like, wow, he had all these great matches. Quantity matters. Yeah. And he just didn't wrestle a ton of matches. And really, there was a lot of good spirited debate about where to put Hangman and whether to get him in
1: there at all. I mean, Ultimately, he was he really, really, really good for half the year. But then as as pointed out by uh, AC in our uh, yeah, is that. It didn't wrestle uh, eight matches total the entire second half of the, the year from June on. Like it, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, there's, when you're talking about the list of the top 50 wrestlers in the world, you got to think about that. You have to, you have to think about that. Quantity is going to matter. And, you know, the brisk goes
0: I mean, you know, they had the three super great matches and then a bunch of stuff that either people didn't watch or didn't make an impression. Um, Vikingo. I mean, I had him at 42. I don't know. I think the 40s to me, he's still a guy who just does a bunch of spots. Now they're incredible dynamic spots and he absolutely deserves. Now, listen, if you're one of the top 50 wrestlers in the world, that's incredible. Yes, that's so good. We, <laughs> we, we, we shouldn't act like the bottom half of the list are people who finished in last place. They finished ahead of 99.9% of all of the wrestlers on earth. So that's important to consider too. Um, Swerve Strickland was someone I fought for pretty hard. Um, and it was an argument I won. Now, some of the honorable mentions were people I fought for, and there were arguments I lost. I fought for Atlantis Jr. Um, I thought his summer was great. The mask versus mask match was great. Um, you know, we got him in the honorable mentions, at least. Uh, you know, and, there, you know, basically... If you look at the honorable mentions and the people who wrote the profiles for the people in the honorable mentions, those are people that those people fought for that <laughs> that, didn't, that right. basically didn't. You know what I mean? That's, that's kind of like what that is, you know? So, um you know, and and the honorable mentions were Atlantis Jr., Commander, Cash Wheeler, Minarita, Orange Cassidy, Cody Rhodes, Hiroshi Tanahashi, not making the top 50. Um, that was an Allen call. He wanted to go with Jamie Hayter, and he did it. You know, he's the boss, and he showed some guts. I like that. Uh, Chihiro Hashimoto and uh, Miyu Yamashita, who I can't tell you the first thing about either of those people, but they were honorable mentions as well. So, Rich, anyone that you had on your list that maybe you thought got screwed here, or yeah, um, I mean,
1: I, I mentioned Josh Alexander there. Uh, he was a guy that I just think needed to be higher. I, I couldn't believe you had it.
0: him. You had him. You had him eleventh.
1: Yeah, by yeah, the way. yeah. I I just thought he was going to be a lot higher than he was, and and I, I was kind of stunned. I was like, wow, okay, so. I think there's a lot of people who probably did not watch in fact, that much this year. I don't blame them, uh, but I was kind of surprised. And then uh, Punk was somebody I had pretty high uh, as well. I thought he had a really, really, really good. But again, longevity does matter, and, and, and quantity does matter, and basically nothing from him after September. But I thought what he did in the first half of the year was pretty fucking great. I mean, when you consider that – I think people forget that we've been so caught up in what brawl out and all that sort of stuff. Go and look at the year the guy was having to that point. Having a fucking great year already. I mean, really was, yes, yeah. with a bunch of injuries and stuff, and that does throw it a, a you know a bit of a wrench in there. But uh uh no, and I was with you on, on Cody as well, and I don't love those hell in a cell matches as much, but I ranked him 30th, so I was kind of surprised. Uh but again, yeah, if longevity does matter and, and, and quantity does matter, he, he's a tough one too. But uh yeah,
0: yeah, I, quantity quantity hurt him. For right, sure. right. Um, you had punk 19th. I had punk 10th. Uh no, no, no. I'm sorry. I t- I, no, I had punk part.
1: 10. I had punk 10, yeah.
0: I had punk 19th. Yeah, we, I had it backwards. I had him 19th. You had him 10th, but we both had him in the top 20. Um, I had Yoshinari Ogawa on my list. He always finds a way. Got had him 48th. <laughs> Got to get him on there. I had Yoshinobu Kanamoro on my list. I had him at 46th. Um, you know, so there were some guys I had on my list. Hey, for all of you who think I hate Jack the Jungle Boy, I had him 37th. Okay, so I'm fair. Um, so, you know, those are just some names that I had that, that ultimately. Uh, didn't make it. Did Eddie Kingston make the final list?
1: I, don't uh, I didn't remember. I don't remember saying his name. Uh, let me double check. Uh, no, he didn't. No, yeah, he did I had not. He, on did my
0: not. List. Um, so he had some stinkers like the, the the barbed wire match with Jericho, but Yeah, I had him um, 43rd. I had him 43rd. You I, know, I thought
1: it was pretty, pretty solid.
0: Well, if you guys look, he lists everyone who got at least one vote. So you can kind of see the diversity in the voting when you look at that list, because I don't know the total number, but I would have to think it was well into the hundreds of voters of of, it was well into the hundreds of total wrestlers that received at least one vote. And that's in the article. So um, look, it's it. 50 wrestlers is very exclusive. Okay. It's not easy to make this list. It's even harder to finish high on the list. You know, when you've got people like Hiroshi Tanahashi who are being cut, it's not easy. So, um, you know, it, it's not reflective of any one of us. And I think that's what's great about it. And we're going to work hard every year to get even more diverse with the panel. Um, you know, we had one vote who dropped out and we added three or four voters this year. And we really tried hard to add some others. Um, and and it'll and it'll continue to evolve on a yearly basis, as we uh, as we you know it's never going to be perfect. I don't think the list is ever going to represent anybody's, se- and that's good that it's not a list that represents anyone's exact sensibilities right, right, as a right. fan. That, that would be stupid.
1: That'd be boring and stupid.
0: That means it's that means it's diverse and it's fair, right? If there's there should be wrestlers on this list, we're like wow this person's the 38th best wrestler in the world and i've never seen them wrestle because then maybe you're going to go watch them you know and you'll discover something um so that that's all a good thing but there were still too many joshi
1: anyway. uh so that's the FS, uh, fsm fsm50 again voiceswrestling.com to see that entire list as well as the write-ups for each of those including the honorable mentions all have write-ups uh for them as well so let's uh, we're, we're we're up against the clock here about a half an hour uh, we were going to take some time to talk about the PWI awards, but uh, I don't think we have time for that. So, you know what you're going to do? Instead of worrying about most improved 2022 wrestler Mandy Rose, what you're going to do instead is you're going to go to flagshippatreon.com and you're going to read Joe's much, much, much more prestigious. 2022 flagship awards, which are going on right now. Uh, how many more of those do you have left to go? You've done tag team of the year. You've done feud of the year. You've done a bunch of different things. Most over pushed, most under pushed. a ton of different awards are up there. How many more uh, do you have in the uh, coffers or are we winding down? Finally,
0: we're winding down. I think I have like three more. I have executive of the year, which I'm doing instead of booker and promoter of the year. I'm just balling it all into one. So uh, the executive of the year, is coming out next. And then really, that's it. I've got wrestler of the year. Um, I'm not doing match of the year because we do that as a different thing. So there's not going to be a match of the year. I'm not going to reveal my match of the year until we do it when we do, you know, we do our yearly paywall show on that. Um, and I think there was one more promotion of the year, which I don't know if that's going to get a dedicated article. I might tack that on to the, exec- the the end of the executive of the year article and just do a short list. Because I'm going to be honest, there's not a lot of promotions I liked in 2022.
1: <laughs> Probably not so a very long list, yeah.
0: It's hard for me to write about a bunch of promotions I liked when I really only like two or three all year long. Um, so I may add that on, but it looks like maybe only two left um, unless I'm forgetting something and I don't think I am. Uh, let me check my notes real quick. So wrestler of the year obviously is what I'm going to end it with. And I've already started writing executive of the year. Um, I'll probably tack promotion of the year onto the end. Yeah. And then that's going to be it. I'm not doing match of the year. Um, I'm not doing most improved because I was struggling to come up with enough good candidates and, uh, everything else I've done, you know, I did rookie tag team TV show, uh, uh, best mate, best, uh, big, big event. Um, you know, so they're all there on the $10 tier. They're all write-ups that I put plenty of effort into. People seem to be really enjoying them. So, um, yeah, go check them out. And, and I'm probably going to have two more, possibly three if I decide to do a full write-up for promotion of the year. But it's mostly just going to be me bitching about how much I do most of the promotion. I don't know if I'm going to waste my time. It's improved. I actually see where they're coming from. You know, even though I, call, I gave her my most over-pushed and buried NXT and called it the worst TV show. And I gave Halloween Havoc, the worst major event. Um, PWI is still works kayfabe into their shit. And Mandy Rose had a year plus women's title. Rank. Right, right, right. So by from, from,
1: from doing nothing see, so in WWE to becoming, you know, the, the a undis- dominant, champion. A dominant champion for 400 days or whatever it was. I, I yeah, I, I get it.
0: Yeah. So from a kayfabe standpoint, and they do weave in, you know, a little bit of non, but from that standpoint, it's fucking PWI. They're going to give all their awards to WWE and and they're going to give some scraps to AEW. And you might be lucky to get like a rookie or some down ballot award to uh, announce uh, to maybe an impact or something. And that's what they do. And they base it on kayfabe. So, yeah, is it funny? Yeah, it's funny. It, it's 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 funny and interesting in the same way that the PWA 500 is. You don't get mad at it seriously. You can't... If you're getting mad at the PWI <laughs> you 500... You really gotta
1: look in the mirror. Yeah, that, that look in the mirror.
0: Yeah. Or the PWI awards. I mean, you know, it's just, can you have a laugh? Sure. But from their perspective, I think she's like, if you're just looking from Kayfabe's point of view, it's probably a pretty good pick. I mean, she wasn't being pushed and then she was a champion for 417 days. So, I don't know.
1: What we'll do is, Rich. Yes, we'll
0: go over. We'll go over next week, and you can give your picks since you haven't really talked about any of that. So you've got a week to like think about that. Okay, and you can argue with me and tell me where you think I'm wrong, and kind of throw your picks. At everybody, because I think people would be interested
1: to see what you think about some of these. Sure, I will do that. We'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that, and then when you finish, we lot of time today, but yeah, no, 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 we'll, we'll do that next week for sure. But uh, you can read all those at uh, flagshippatreon.com. bunch of other stuff up there right now. Thursday dynamite reviews uh, every single week. Uh, I finish up the Goldberg series, Goldberg one seventy three and one. The final episode is up there, talking about December of nineteen ninety eight, the Finger of Doom, Kevin Nash defeating Goldberg to end the streak. Uh, it is January. It is Rumble season. So I'm going to do some uh, Rumble rewinds as well. So we'll have a couple of those uh, coming out in the next few days. I've already gotten them recorded and, and, and talked about, but uh, just need to find time, an open day to actually release these episodes because we've had so much stuff up there uh, every single day for the last. So I'm, I'm trying to space it out a little bit, but I'm just going to probably just say, fuck it, throw them out there because wrestling's never going to slow down. Uh, but yeah, a lot of stuff, a insane value for for 5 or $10. Uh, $10 obviously gives you everything, gives you the live uh, shows. If you want to listen to the flagship live, you can do that on the $10 tier. Uh, you can all the written content on the $10 tier. Uh, then we do stuff like we did with the breaking news audio this week, where we discussed... The rumors and the reports of the WWE Saudi deal and Stephanie McMahon, you know, leaving WWE. We did that on Tuesday night live for the $10 subscribers. So, a lot of stuff you can get for $10. $5 gives you all the bonus audio, $10 gives you everything that we do uh, over at flagshippatreon.com. So, all right, let's get to Japan here. We got a couple of Japan topics. I think we can kind of cruise by these pretty quickly, uh, at least in a half an hour. But um, it is the new year, it is 2023. And that means we have to do our yearly tradition where we watch Zero One's Happy New Year show uh, from January 1st, 2023. And uh, Joe, I don't know if in 2024 I'm going to uh, keep the tradition alive. Didn't love the Zero One uh, show. Well, tell people I didn't like it. <laughs> it's just not that good. I, I uh, the opener, I like the opener. It was a uh, real, uh, Hoshino, I believe. And Yuki Toki. And I believe this is Yuki Toki's debut. People are telling us this is his absolute 100% oh, debut. He was good. He was solid like that. That's a guy that, but again, you're in the zero one. Dojo, so it's like, I don't know. Should I really care about this? Like, am I ever going to know about Yuki Toki, uh, in, in two years now or whatever, but he was good. He was good. Uh, and Hoshino was, was solid as well. So I like that match. Uh, Abe is always a guy that I think I hate, but then I watch him and I like him for some, like, are, do you, what do you think about him? Fluminari Abe? Yeah, yeah. Do you like him or don't like him? I like him. Yeah, okay. he's good. I think um, I don't like him, but then I watch him and I'm like, wait, I like him because I see him on a match graphic and I go, ah, man, Abe, ugh. But then I watch him, and I'm like, why do I say that? I like Kafei a lot. Every year I do this. I don't know why. And every time I see him wrestle, I'm like, ah, here we go. And then I like him. So I don't know. I gotta. My brain's got to – there's something about my brain that makes me think I hate him, but I don't actually hate him. I thought that match – was pretty good. They just beat the shit out of each other. This is heavily clipped. The show was heavily clipped, so we didn't see all the matches. We only saw a couple of minutes of every uh, uh, of every match, so uh, I don't know if in the six minutes that weren't available that it was really terrible or whatever, but for the the, the seven or so minutes that we did see, uh, Abe and Nagao, uh, N- Nageo, I, Nagaio, I don't know what his name was. Uh, he, he looked pretty solid as well uh, in that one, and otherwise, I didn't really like much else from the show. Uh, I thought the main event Uh, Masato Tanaka versus Masakita Miya. I was really excited about that because no matter what, when a happy new year comes, when a new year show happens and a zero one, that main event is always going to kick ass. It's going to be Masato Tanaka versus somebody. You know, It's Masato Tanaka versus uh, Takeshi Sagira, and they're going to go out there and beat the living shit out of each other for 20 minutes, and it's going to rule, and it's going to make me think, ah, you know what? Yes, this this is a throwback to a, a simpler time in, in Japanese wrestling when guys would just go out there and beat the living shit out of each other, and these guys kind of tried that. They kind of did it, but I talked about it before, and I think I'm ready to declare it officially. I think Masato Tanaka is completely washed. I think it's over. And that's fine. He lasted like 22 years longer than anybody thought he was going to last, but I think he's completely washed. And I got to, Masa Kittimi is not, not not off the hook either. I thought he was very low effort in this match, nowhere near what like a Segura or those other guys, when they come in there and they bust their ass in this main event. Masa Kitumiya looked like a guy who was working Noah later this day and wanted to get out of here and get to Noah as quickly as possible. I don't think he gave a lot of effort too. So the match ultimately it was okay. It wasn't bad, but I I expect a lot more out of these New Year uh, main events. And I just did not get that with Tanaka and, and, and Kitsumiya. And otherwise, there was not a whole lot else on the show that really uh, I don't know really did it for me. Where, where'd you land on zero one's Happy New Year? All right, um, this is going to be interesting because I thought the show was
0: good, and okay. I almost put the main and I almost put the main event in my notebook. Wow! All right, so okay, and- we have a little bit of difference. Let's go. The only thing that stopped me was it was so clipped that I can't I, I can give a little leeway, but I, I did I I can't officially rate a match where that much of it where seven minutes is clipped off. I can't do it. But what I saw of the main event, Tanaka and Kitamiya, I have a complete well not a complete opposite opinion of you because I, I do think Tanaka is finally starting to slow down. I agree with you there. I thought this was the best Masa Kitamiya has looked at maybe years. I thought he was so great in this match. I thought his expressiveness, his mannerisms, the way he worked the legs stuck with that plan throughout the match. I thought the match had a very clear story and psychology to it. And of course, Tanaka makes the comeback and win. But I came away very impressed with Kitamiya's effort. And it's it's we have complete opposite takes on that from that standpoint. To you, he was a guest star dropping in, taking a check, and getting the hell out of there. I, I was very impressed with him. I mean, um, I thought he looked better here than he's looked in in the vast majority of his Noah matches over the last few years. So I, I really enjoyed the main event. And as far as the show as a whole, yeah, that Fuminari Abe versus Satsuki Nageo match was, was – I think it was – 11 minutes and 56 seconds, and I think we got about 8 minutes of it.
1: Yeah, I think so too. And I, I was trying to time out. Once I realized how clips things were, I kind of tried to keep like a mental note or a little bit of a stopwatch to say, alright, well, and then go back and look and say, okay, well, I only missed 4 minutes of the match. So you know what? Unless those 4 minutes were absolutely fucking terrible, this match is pretty damn good for what I saw.
0: No, yeah, this again if I, if, if, if more of this match aired, I may have gone notebook on it. I thought it was that good. I, I may have gone like 4 flat because I thought Uh, Particularly, the uh, the closing stretch was was excellent, and I don't know much about this Nagayo, but you know Abe is a guy I like, and whenever an astronaut's tag pops up where he teams with Nomura, I make it a point to watch. In fact, I, I saw a couple astronaut matches when I was finishing up my 2022 watch list, and and. You know, from big Japan, which by the way, that dopey tag league, I think, is still going on. That started in September. <laughs> big Japan tag. Oh, no, no way. They're they're just wrapping it up now. Yeah. Oh. Like it either just finished or it's or it's starting to finish up now. Um, yeah, the opener with, with uh Ryu Hoshino and the guy making his debut, Yuki Taki, he was wearing like the fuchsia Yes. Rick, yeah, the model, it was Mark it, it might have thrown you him. off
1: because the, the guy in the black tights was actually not the veteran, but a guy who's wrestled a bunch. And then the guy making his debut was wearing like purple fuchsia tights. So
0: it looked like those tights. Rick Martel used to wear as the yes, model. Yes. That kind of color. Exactly. Exactly. It might've um, been those ones. Those two guys kicked ass. And yeah. It, that whenever I, whenever I watch matches like this, I think to myself, I wish there was a Japanese promotion where everybody just wrestled like their young boys. Do you know what I mean? When I say that, like these guys get gimmicks and then they get lazy. Or they 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 drop the fundamentals, or they stop doing the basics. I would watch a whole card of matches like this. I would watch a promotion of matches like this, and and I understand that's not feasible because then guys aren't marketable, and I, I I understand that. But if there was a small niche promotion where everybody just wrestled the way that they wrestled when they were young yeah, boys, they just
1: all run out real quickly, get in the ring, put their hand up real fast, go ah the bell rings and then they just go at it for 6 minutes and then they get out you know they do yeah, drop kicks they go nuts they go crazy yeah and then yeah
0: and people might be like oh well that's shoot style no 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 i don't want shoot style though i want wrestling but just you know no 100% wrestling 0% bullshit like this opener and like the new japan openers and like the new japan versus all japan stuff that's happening right now i mean i'm into that um as far as stuff on the rest of the card this shoki kitamura he beat Takuya Sugawara, and he won their junior tournament at the end of last year. That was that belt he was carrying around. Um, he's obviously he's going to be Tanaka's next challenger. I think he's going to win the title because he's got that look in his eye, like he knows he's getting pushed.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he was he was impressive. I di- I didn't love that match, but he s- by himself was impressive looking.
0: Yeah, and he's got some charisma to him, and I think he's the next guy that they're going to give a genuine push to here. I would not be shocked at all if he beats Tanaka for the title. Um, the junior match with, with the kid that that trained with Marvelous for some reason, I guess they trained some male wrestlers from time to time. The the Leo Asaka. Man?
1: Oh, you're talking about uh, Leo Asaka? Yeah.
0: No, so Asaka, the guy who won the title, I think he came out of Marvelous, which is bizarre. Okay. Um, and he, he beat Astro Man for the junior title. And he, Asaka is aligned with Kitamura, in, in in this promotion because um, Kitamura was at ringside. I thought the junior match was good too. So I really loved the Abe match. I really loved the main event. I thought the junior match was good. I thought the opener was good. The rest of it, there was some, there was some junk that I could have lived without. The clipping really annoyed me with the six man tag with Chris Weiss, Daisuke Sakamoto. Yeah. You and, didn't uh, see
1: any of that match.
0: We didn't see Aja Kong at all. That's right. Yeah. You I, yeah,
1: you're right. Yeah, she didn't get in at all. At least in what we saw.
0: So it was Vice Sekamoto and Tomahiko Hashimoto versus Aja Kong, Rakia Fudo, and Sutaga Sato. And the way it was clipped, I swear to you, I don't think we saw Aja Kong tagged in once. And then they went to the finish and she was on the floor selling. And then she came in after you know Vice Sekamoto and Hashimoto won. It was only a seven minute match, and the way they clipped it, I, we barely saw Aja Kong wrestle at all. And I was looking forward to seeing Aja Kong mix it up with like Daisuke Sakamoto. And yeah, I, get I, yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Daisuke Sakamoto
1: uh, and Aja Kong sounds like something I, I want to see, but yeah, unfortunately.
0: So, anyway, I, I like the show, and I okay. think, you know, Kitamura, I think it looks like they're going to push him, and he looks like he has good energy and some good charisma. And I like the main event way more than you did. I thought the tag title match was junk. Those Kubota brothers, people oh. kick rocks. they <laughs> oh My God, there's not enough. Scumbers. There's not
1: enough time in my just, life to watch those dudes in their fucking basketball jerseys or whatever. Get get out of here. Go away.
0: With their shitty look and just like their CZW bullshit. Just they look like shit. They, they don't. You know, the wrestling is nothing special. It's just. But you're gonna get indie scummer shit on zero one. Shit. Oh, for you sure. Can't avoid for it. Sure. Yeah. You know.
1: There was a guy um, in that it, one. I think it was the second match, and I don't know his name. But I think it was Joe Hyung hoo or whatever. Fuck it, one of the worst guys I've ever seen. He was a guy oh, wearing Joe the mask. Joe Ho. Yeah, yeah, the he, guy wearing the mask was
0: so bad. <laughs> like, that match didn't do anything for me either. That six man oh, tag. Yeah, the, with like the hip hop guys. Yeah, the guys doing the hip hop gimmick. Yeah, that was. That was yeah, is is zero one? It's zero, it one. It's zero one, man. I get it.
1: It's fine. It's zero. One.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's just indie style bullshit. They have to fill the card somehow. Um, but but the stuff that mattered, I thought was good. So, I don't know. I like the show and I like the main events. So, okay, so I um, guess it's, we'll, not we'll like let the,
1: You know, we'll let the tradition continue. So, it's fine. It's fine. I want to like zero one. There's parts that I like about it. So you know what? That's fine. We're, we'll we'll keep it going. Well, I I, 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 I like worry, it too. I'll but refresh only, they, to see if they pop up ever again. They they won't. But um, you know.
0: I think they made I think they made tape nine times last year, including the New Year's show. So now that, a lot of that between. though,
1: they were doing stuff with um with Wrestle Universe, right? Well, I meant Wrestle Universe yeah, too.
0: Um, and joint shows with big joint shows with Big Japan, and I think their New Year's show last year was on Wrestle Universe. Yes, yeah, but I don't yeah. think it was this year. It was not. No, is what it was. They may have done stuff with DDT too. I can't really remember, but um. You know they almost never make tape, and when they do make tape, sometimes it's like baffling the shows they pick to make tape. <laughs> right. you, like they're not major shows or anything; they're just like, I tell you what though, they drew almost a thousand fans. To court they did. Conference. It's always it's
1: always a hot crowd. And the crowds are always into it. There, there's always yeah, it's always a good crowd, a hot crowd. So I, I wish they did make. Honestly, I wish this. I, I wish I could watch them monthly. You know what I mean? That'd be fine. Like that'd be a perfectly time to say, Ah, you know what? Yeah. Nothing's really working for me. Let's see what's going on in zero one. But it just it never happens and it sucks
0: right like you know like if kitamura tanaka makes tape i'm gonna seek it out but it's no guarantee
1: yeah you know and it's a shame yeah large large swats of the year will will go completely on zero one and it's yeah yeah it's rough but it is what it is so and we'll uh, see you in a year. <laughs> see you t- January 1st, 2024. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss uh, this. So, All right. Let's quickly, uh, a couple minutes left here, uh, run down these New Japan cards coming up over the next uh, few weeks here. So we'll start with the New Japan versus Noah card. This is it's night two of Wrestle Kingdom 17. But, Joe, are you with me? I can't in good conscience call this night two of Wrestle Kingdom.
0: No, nah, they can they can get lost with that. This is not
1: Wrestle Kingdom. No, this is not. Wrestle Kingdom. It's not even like remotely. Cl- if you want to have it like the week of <laughs> you want me to call something on January 21st, Wrestle Kingdom night, two? <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. It uh, is from Yokohama Arena. Full cheering will be allowed. as as we've heard. So that is good. That has gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, major matches, Naito versus Kano, a lot of singles matches. If you're thinking, oh, man, here we go, we're going to have another one of these joint show things with a bunch of tag matches, not the case at all. You have, in terms of singles matches, Naito versus Kano, Shingo versus Nakajima, Sonata versus Soya, uh, Hiromu versus Ohara, Bushi versus Tadasuke, and El Desperado versus Yohei are your singles matches. And those all sound, I'm pretty into every single one of those matches. Where do you land on those?
0: yeah you got the lij versus kong matches okay right right off the bat with naito I saw this but when kongo confronted lij at the presser at the tokyo dome shingo had one of the greatest lines so kongo comes marching in with their red jumpsuits right and uh shingo grabs the mic and he goes what are you guys doing here This is the Tokyo Dome. This isn't and Hall. And I'm just like, that is such a great burn. You know, like you guys don't belong here. This is the Tokyo Dome, you little Noah, Noah scummers. But, uh, so we're going to get that, uh, Shingo Nakajima match. And I mean, he has to win because he's facing, um, uh, Okada after that. So that leads to the question, can, is it possible? Can Kano beat Naito? And, you know, there's some people saying that they're tipping off a draw with the 30 minute time limit. Um, I say if you're going to do a draw, you may as well just have Cano beat him. I mean, if yeah, Naito's ever going to lose that kind of match, it's fine. This it's... is the time to do it. He's 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 not really being pushed anyway, so no,
1: And then he can get the win back later in the year. I'm with you. It's it's Naito right now, and and, and this if you're going to do have Naito lose like a, a th- this match to, this is the time to do it he's not being pushed into anything big and 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 you could build it up as a series that's a big that's a big quote unquote upset that's going to result in a probably a lot of people getting interested in a rematch. It's probably going to other matches like, no, this is the time to do that. Because Shingo absolutely non-negotiable. Zero percent cannot lose that match. Cannot, cannot, cannot lose that. So you got to give him something. So, yeah, Naito and Kano, I think that's the best way to do it. Have Kano beat Naito uh, and, and set up either a series or something like that. that. That to me makes all the sense in the world because, yeah, Shingo cannot lose to Nakajima. I don't think they would have him lose to Nakajima. Naito can lose to Kano. That's fine.
0: Now, would it stun me if L I J wins all five matches? No, it would not.
1: Wow, but, all five, you think? You know. Wouldn't surprise me. You don't think Tadasuke can, can can could beat Bushi?
0: Is this a prediction from me? No. Would it surprise me? No. Wouldn't surprise me at all. Um, but I don't think they will. But where find me the wins.
1: I mean, you got Kano over Naito. That that's one I can give you. Um uh, you know what's weird? That's the most likely one. And that's <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Is I'm going through this. Ohara's not being a Hiromu. No chance in hell. Uh, I don't think I Tadasuke could beat Bushi. That's fine. He could, yeah. It doesn't really it
0: doesn't really matter. But Tadasuke is so low ranked. I don't know if
1: New Japan will go for that. That's tough. And you, I don't think you have Soya beat Sonata. I think Sonata's got to beat Soya.
0: They're not a chance in hell. If if Soya beats Sonata, then Sonata is 1 million percent beating him again at some point down the line. They're not, New Japan's not letting that hang. So Kano might be the most likely one. And again, Naito would have to beat him later on somewhere. Um, so, I don't know. This is a really fun card though. I mean, much better than last year with all the t-
1: Joe, you still there? Am I on the air? Yeah, sorry. We we've been having some connection here. problems in the last uh, couple minutes of the show, so um sorry. Yes. Yeah, uh I think you said this is better than the show last year that had a bunch of tag matches and I agree. Uh, and even the tag matches in this one aren't aren't too bad like yeah, Okada yeah. and Makabe versus Kiyomiya and Inamura like that's that's pretty fun like I, I could get down on that and some of the other stuff on the card uh, I definitely uh, enjoy uh, as well so that's his New Japan Noah card uh, January twenty first Yokohama Arena uh, full cheering allowed for that show and I believe forget if that's a that's a pay per view right is that one of those ones that you can't get I, no you can you can just stream it on New Japan World I think right. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I suppose I should look that up. I think it's... uh,
0: I think it's on New Japan World. And on New Japan World Live. But I'm going to double check right now. Oh no, it's a pay-per-view on New Japan
1: World. Okay, that's what I thought. I I, I thought it was.
0: 2950.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it's live...
0: Oh, uh, and this D in Japan later. Hmm. This is just a mess. <laughs> it's just a mess. Um, I guess New Japan World and Wrestle Universe are protecting each other or right, something. Right, right, right. But if you're in America, if you're in America, you could watch it live for about 30 bucks. Um, so So that's the deal with that.
1: Uh, And then real quickly before we get out of here, uh, the new beginning cards uh, coming up, I will start with new beginning in Nagoya. That's uh, January 22nd. Uh, Nothing huge on that show. I think your biggest match that you're going to look at is the KOPW championship. Uh, Great Ocon versus Shingo. They're currently voting on what the match stipulation is going to be. So, so you got that. Otherwise a bunch of tag matches up and down, kind of building up the rest of the, uh, the, the, the new beginning shows. Um. Yeah, just I, just, do the, just do the title matches and the
0: singles for these shows. Yeah, that's yeah all we it, just make it now. easier.
1: Uh, New Beginning in Sapporo, Night 1, February 4th. This is sweet. Oscar. Oscar is here, and he's facing the Great Okan. <laughs> I am in for that match. February 4th, Oscar versus Great Okan. Uh, you also have Will Ospreay versus Taichi. Shota Umino versus Tetsuya Naito. And then the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Titles. Uh, Duki and Kanamoro go in for the titles against Catch-2-2.
0: Yeah, that, that all
1: looks super interesting. So um, that show should be a lot of fun. Uh, new Beginning in Sapporo Night 2, February 5th, the very next day. Uh, title matches, you have IWGP tag team titles TMDK, uh, Shane Hayes and Mad Monkey Nichols uh, versus Bishiman, Yoshiashi and Hiroki Goto. Uh, new Japan World Television title, Tomohiro Ishii getting the title defense or doing uh, the title shot, I should say, against Zack Sabre Jr. And then IWGP Junior heavyweight title, Yo versus Hiromu is going to be the main event for new beginning and support of night two.
0: I think the tag titles are changing. Um, you know, there's, I don't see the other two titles changing, but I think, I think they're going to give TMDK a, uh, a, a push here at the start of the year. So um, I see them winning the tag titles on this show.
1: Uh, and then the final uh, new beginning is new beginning in Osaka, February 11th. And the singles matches there. Master Wato versus Taiji Ishimori. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kenta. Hopefully they don't kill each other this time. Uh, loser leaves Japan. Hikuleo versus Jay White. Never openweight championship match. El Phantasmo versus Tama Tonga. Uh, and then your main event, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Shingo Takagi versus Kazuchika Okada. This is a great looking tour. I, you know, I know we talked about it last week, but th- to me,
0: the arrow is pointing up with New Japan. This tour looks great. I, I mean, you. there's interesting matches on all of these shows. You know, you toss in that that Noah versus New Japan show on the 22nd or whatever it is, um, or the 17th, rather, or the 21st. I'll get it right the third time. Um, and then you combine it with these new beginning shows. There's title matches on all of these shows. There's non title singles matches, which is just such a rarity uh in New Japan. It's just a, the booking feels fresh. There's fresh directions. Um, you know, the loser leave town match. I think it's a little curious that the same uh news site reported within days of uh within days of each report that both Hiko Leo and Jay White have interest from WWE. I find that very curious. And that's not a knock on the site. That's I believe New Japan is um, you know, doing what wrestling promoters do. And why we can do the
1: stuff.
0: To create <laughs> interest in a match. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's so now it's like you know, the the Hikuleo story broke and people were like, Oh, well, Jay White's gonna beat him. And then a couple of days later, oh, WWE is interested in Jay White. And, you know, it's it's this is classic pro wrestling not even just pro wrestling just classic ways of using the media to your advantage right to um to plant stuff with the media which and in both i'm not even saying these stories aren't true and you know they, they very well could be but um that's you know it's 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 just very curious it's how the name that of the game. How it that's out. the
1: name of the game and it's so funny that people yeah. fall into it all the time and then it's like oh i don't, this is weird so they both have interest in it <laughs> it's like oh that, isn't that funny how both the guys in the Loser Leave Japan matches is, is are, are are being courted by uh, uh WWE. Huh? Yeah, okay.
0: and if and if New Japan or any other promotion wants to feed me stories, I'll I'll Absolutely. I'll post them too. Yeah, I'll post them too. Um, so anyway, yeah, and and you know Shingo and Okada, which, then presumably you know Okada will win that, but they're saying whoever's champion at that time will headline Battle in the Valley, which is now sold out. Uh, after the uh, Monet oh. uh, announcement, Excuse, the who? Uh, I said uh, Monet. Is that wrong, Rich?
1: I believe that's wrong. Yeah.
0: Oh Monet. There you go. Thank you. Okay. Um, you know, so and then a lot of the Sasha stands melted down because now they're worried. Oh, I didn't see this. She's...
1: Oh, they're oh yeah okay.
0: okay. They're worried that she won't be main eventing now because there's an IWGP title match Ah, and they okay they flooded the mentions of new japan saying that she better main event she's the biggest star we she sold all the tickets this is bullshit why are you adding okada so that's kind of the rub of bringing money into your promotion (laughs) yeah you get those people it brings her mutant fans you know they come in and and a lot of them are kids okay and they're unreasonable She's not main eventing over the IWGP title, nor should she. I mean, you know, learn how this works in this promotion. So, um, you know, there's that element that comes into play. Um, But, you know, that's uh, obviously if you have a ticket to that show, you're now getting a bonus IWGP world title match. We don't know what it's going to be. You know, it's going to be Okada, obviously. But, you know, we'll have to see who he's facing. You know, I've seen names like Lance Archer, Minoru Suzuki, maybe somebody from AEW, uh, maybe somebody like uh filthy Tom Lawler, you know, if you're just thinking who's in America, who could possibly take a match like this. So we'll see. But uh Battle in the Valley is shaping up to be a very interesting show. And Tell this show. tour, this these new
1: beginning shows look great. So Um, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, more excited. I'm more excited for new Japan than I've been in a very, very long time. And then I saw these tours and I was like, all right, let's see, like this might. And I'm like, no, these, I I'm watching every one of these shows for something, something on all these shows has me interested. And that has not happened in a very, very, very long time. So, um, yeah, they, they all look good. I'm interested. Uh, new Japan appears fully back. So, uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, real quickly before we leave, uh, impact hard to kill is this weekend as well. Um, not a ton that I'm super super interested in. I've kind of hand waved uh Impact for a while. Uh, I will check out if, if people recommend anything from the show. Uh, you have Josh Alexander versus Bully Ray uh, for the Impact World Championship, full metal mayhem. Uh, they just announced that that match is going to actually open the pay per view. Uh, and the new main event is going to be Jordan Grace versus Mickey James uh, for the knockouts title versus Mickey James's career. So, Mickey James's career online there in that. Uh, Motor City Machine Guns versus Heath and Rhino versus the major players versus the Bullet Club because it is Impact. And how can we possibly have an Impact show without numerous unnecessary multi-person matches? Uh, and there we go. A four-way Impact World Championship match. Uh, Trey Miguel versus Black Toros uh, for the Impact X Division title. Jonathan Gresham versus Eddie Edwards. Uh, Diana Perrazu. Oh, hey. Needless multi-person matches. Diana Frazu, Masha Slamovich, Taylor Weil, and Killer Kelly. Uh, For the Impact Knockouts number one contendership, uh, Joe Hendry versus Moose for the Impact Digital Media title, the Death Dolls with a Z versus Tasha Steele's Savannah Evans and Giselle Shaw, and then finally, Allen Angels, Yua Uamura, Mike Jackson, yes, that Mike Jackson, uh, Mike Bailey, Kushida, and Gujar, I believe is how you pronounce uh, uh, his name, but that is a multi-match. Bupinder,
0: Bupinder Gujar,
1: yeah, Bupinder Gujar. I believe he is on the that 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 match is on the pre-show, which. I feel like I got to get Mike Bailey on my main show, right? Like, if I'm booking Mike Bailey, Kushida, Yu Yu those guys are on my main show. But is, not the Death is there Dolls. Any- <laughs> I'll tell you that the Death Dolls are not on my show. Uh, Mike Bailey, Kushida, Yu Yu Omura, Allen Angels are on my show.
0: Is there anyone in wrestling spinning their
1: wheels right now more than Kushida? Dude, I told you that when he came back to New Japan. I was like, that dude felt like nothing. Yeah. That dude, he came back, and people were just like, oh, yeah, all right. And then he's he's popped up in America, and people are just like, oh, yeah, whatever. I saw him at an impact show, and he may have well just been dude back. He might have well been just a guy because he came out, and it was like Kushida. There's like seven people being like, oh, yeah, whatever. That dude, when he went to WWE, he destroyed his career, destroyed it, and now he's doing that. I nothing. hope the money was good. I hope the money was I worth it. I mean, New Japan, I don't think, uh, does New Japan have any plans for this guy? Are they like, what is the, pl- you know, he got the, he got the hand, foot, and mouth disease and that sucks, obviously. But then, like, well, he came back and worked all openers on the tag. He's not time. on any of the, did I, did I mention him once in those New Beginning shows, Joe? He's not on him. He's not on him. <laughs> he's doing GCW and Impact. So, uh yeah, spinning wheels is a good way to, uh, good way to put it. Yeah. I saw him announce for a GCW show and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, there's just nothing going on with him. No.
0: Um, Yuya Uemura, by the way. I got a little scooparoo for the end of the show here. Oh, yeah,
1: let's go. All right.
0: He's he's playing games on Twitter. He's still with New Japan, and he's not going anywhere. He just likes it in America right now, and they have brought him back. That's all. You know, because he but he's fucking with people on Twitter. No, he's shooting, Joe. The, he doesn't
1: like New Japan because they suck or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah, but I did get that 100 percent confirmed. So, so he just finds it funny New that Japan. people are
1: going nuts about it.
0: Yeah, he's a, he's yeah he's fucking around. Yeah, I mean I don't mean to blow up the guy's spot, but he, you know he's just fucking with people and it's working. So, um, although I think most people have figured out that you know he's just shooting his own angle on Twitter with some of that stuff. Is he even still doing it? He was doing it a few months ago. Uh, he's still doing it. Yeah, he but just he
1: the, his headline is Impact Wrestling. His banner on Twitter is Impact. He's only retweeting Impact stuff. It, Yeah, I mean, but it's fine.
0: Yeah, he's working for Impact. Yeah, he's so just it, promote,
1: promote the company you're working for right now. I get it. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, people took uh, that as, oh, he's done in New Japan. He's Him and Carl Fredericks have had enough. and It's like, all right. Well, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, he did fuck around with Fredericks, too, like
0: on Twitter. Yeah. so, I, it, But yeah, it's just he's he's still a New Japan wrestler. OK. He's just still
1: on excursion. <sighs> These you know? wrestlers, man. Um, if I can't trust professional wrestlers, who can I trust in this world? Yeah. Yeah. No, who can? It's true. Mike <laughs> Jackson on this show. <laughs> There's an yeah. old school worker for you. That dude's on my main show. The Death Dolls hit the fucking bricks. Mike Jackson's on my main show, baby. I love it. Mike Jackson. How old is he now? When? Is this a real pay-per-view, or is this one of those Impact Plus deals? Um, Great question. I think (laughs) it's a real pay-per-view. I believe it's a real pay-per-view as well. All right. Are you going to be plopping down the... uh... It is not... You know what? Why would you buy it anywhere but VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Fight? Absolutely. For $40. VoicesOfWrestling.com slash Fight is how you can get to uh, Hard to Kill. I'm sorry. That was last year's Hard to Kill was $40. Let's see if... No, it's still $40. So there you go. Might have to Pirita Morgan this one, you know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> little, uh... I also have a preview okay. up
1: at Voice of the Sinclair did a great job with the preview, as always. Um so yeah, we'll see. Okay. Little Kyrie with this one. A little uh
0: <laughs> and a Little subscene. Paul
1: Burchill. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little... uh, John Paul seat. Little Sailor Art Thomas Axe. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, John Pierre uh, Yep. All right. Anyway.
0: Garrett doesn't kill. listen anymore. Who cares? <laughs> he won't yell at
1: us. He won't hear it. It's too late in the show anyway. Yeah. Who knows? Anyway. Um, all right. I'm being told the death dolls are in the pre-show. Good. You know what I would also do is not have him on my show at all. Lock the door. Don't let him in. But uh anyway, that's fine. Okay, that is it for us on the flagship. Uh, again, flagship patreon.com, patreon.com slash voices wrestling. Voicearresting.com slash Patreon, however you want to get there. Uh, that is how you get there. Uh and that is it. Yeah, voices.com for previews, reviews, columns, uh, the Voice of Wrestling Podcast Network. Make sure you subscribe to that as well as all the other shows in their individual feeds. Uh, also on YouTube. Just look out for Voices of Wrestling on YouTube, trying to grow that channel. Uh, it's doing well, it's growing, but uh keep working on that. Uh, we're gonna keep working on that in 2023, so make sure you subscribe. Hit that like button, as the kids say, all that other stuff. But uh, yeah, I I just, I shivered, I just shuddered as I said that. So I apologize in advance. I hopefully, hopefully, I said it in enough of a gritted teeth voice that people knew I was, I was, I was joking. But uh, uh, there you go. Uh, Anyway, that's it for us. That's Joe. I'm Rich. Flagship Podcast. Hi, I'm Kay Slow, co host of the Open the Voice Gate podcast. The one question I'm constantly asked when it comes to Dragon Gate is how do I get into the promotion? Well, stop asking and start listening to the Open the Voice Gate podcast released every Wednesday on the Voices of Wrestling Podcasting Network. For exclusive news and show reviews, look no further than the leader in Dragon Gate coverage, Open the Voice Gate.